Hey gang, West Buck here, Drag Illustrated Magazine. It is Monday, November 15th, 2021, and guess what time it is? It's time for the Drag Illustrated ride-along, the DI ride-along tonight. We are catching up on, I don't know if this is episode four or five, I've lost count, of Street Outlaws, No Prep Kings, obviously the uh, highly popular drag racing reality TV show on Discovery Channel. Tonight, I am joined by a star-studded cast. I've got my main man, Mike Carpenter. We're on the wrong side. It'll give me like, uh, it'll mess me up. Mike Carpenter to my right, my, my partner in crime at Drag Illustrated Magazine. Directly below him, the one and only NHRA Pro Mod superstar, former Leaf Spring superstar, no time grudge racing, whatever you want to call it, beer money superstar, Lyle Barnett. And track promoter, extraordinaire, track prep guru, PDRA, uh, series director, I believe, the one and only Tyler Crossno. What's up, fellas? What's up, guys? Man, you first, Tyler. Go ahead. Hey, wh what happened to our badass intro video, man? Yeah, I, I we got all this hype and. Yeah, I know. I uh, I didn't. It's because the real star, JT Hudson, murdered yeah. T's. Not this here. is what happens yeah. when we don't have JT. You know. Yeah, this is what happens when we don't have JT in here. I apologize. Well, I realized that I did that intro video the first time. And uh, Mike Gunter in the house. I was just texting him, actually. Lyle, are you going to the uh, November, the no – no, you don't do top-end deals, do you? No, nah, I'm at – You don't shutdown races. No, I'm at uh, the Freedom Factory for the 2.4 hours of uh, Le Mullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, weekend, yeah. Thanksgiving the following, and then for Dig or Die, we will be – Pro mod racing at the Snowbirds, so I miss all the big. Oh yeah, man. I'm actually uh, busy. I'm excited. Dude. I'm excited about the Snowbirds, man. Yeah, that's gonna I, mean, be I really big, am. It's gonna be a PDRA is going three, two, one. Take that one too. Sorry, Lyle. Barn burner, son. I got some. I got some back oh. pocket tricks. I'm about to pull up out of here and go smack some people around with. You better I'm come on, on red wine. I'm on red wine tonight. I'm on red wine. No wonder we didn't get an intro video. Mm -hmm. I just saw it. Next thing you'd be, next thing we know, you'd be growing your hair out and painting your fingernails. Well, it's <laughs> possible, man. As always, I want to say that it's great to have Mike here. Of course, it's great to have TC. It's great to have Lyle. But the most important part of this whole deal is you. All of you guys tuning in and watching this show with us. Thank you so much for being a part of this stuff. It means the it means the world to us. Your comments, your engagement. A lot of times, especially on Monday nights, you guys probably know more about what's going on than we do. That's 100%. actually why we brought. Tyler Crossno in uh, tonight specifically because No Prep Kings rolled into his stomping grounds, Virginia Motorsports Park. For those that don't know, Tyler's also the general manager. You got a long. Your business cards must be hella long. They're they're stout. Hella long. They're, <laughs> they're like uh, they're like five by seven postcards. But anyways, Tyler Crossno is also the general manager manager of Virginia Motorsports Park, which is where the no prep kings are this weekend so if we thought it would be fun not this weekend whatever tonight yeah. on the show it's uh it's we thought it'd be cool to bring him in because he could give us a little bit of a behind the scenes we could talk track prep or lack thereof we can talk about timing system and some of that stuff uh and we can just talk about the overall flow of the event and how it differs maybe from what we see on tv tonight to what happens actually but again i want to thank all you guys for being a part of this and i want to ask you click like Click yep. share. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe. Makes a huge difference. Help us spread the gospel of drag racing. We feel this is one of the missing pieces to the ultimate popularity puzzle is the talking heads. 
the conversation through the week. We got guys like Lyle and Tyler holding it down at the racetrack on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But the but something that's missing is all this conversation through the week. Somebody's got to be talking about this stuff. Somebody's got to be shining light on different uh, sanctioned series and events and also turning these men and women into superstars. So that's what we're here to do, to talk shop and bench race with all of you. Let us know where you're at. Michael Hinson, surprisingly, checking in from China here tonight. <laughs> Um, good morning, yeah. Konnichiwa, uh, or something. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, but anyways, man, is that yeah, code? Sammy maybe Tompkins. that's code for something. It's like Mexico. Maybe it's it uh, might be code. It's for a, something. maybe it's, it's a street racing code. I was well, just I, I know Michael yeah. street racing, and we may not want to know what that code terminology means. Dirty guy. Hey, <laughs> Tyler, can we talk about how hot it was? Because I was there running. Oh my gosh. Time. I was running small tire at that event. Um, I drove, I decided at like 11 o'clock the night before <clears throat> that I was coming to Virginia and I left my house at like 3.30 in the morning to drive to uh, to Tyler's track to Virginia Motorsports Park. And there's only one, maybe two other times in my entire career that I've been as hot. Never hotter, but there's only a couple I have more one times. other time. One I was other at Super time. Chevy in Atlanta in like 2008. Hell and Nationals. Hail Nationals, Reynolds, Georgia. Oh, yeah. I've heard that I was, there that was the most murderous race I've ever been around in my life. When was that, Tyler? Oh, gosh. Um, I was still at Holly Springs, so that was 2012. It's the first time Pooch and I ever worked together. Ambient temperature was 112, and in the shade, it was 105, 106. Track wow. temp's like 160. Wow. Really? I'll there, never I forget that race. There, I, wasn't I, at, I wasn't at this one, but Darlington – in PK. Darlington was rough. Was was brutal. I guess it was, that was probably the race Look at before Chuck. this one. Chuck or, right here on yeah. the show right now. He's doing the oh, everybody's man. just everybody's got sweat marks oh, and yeah. towels everywhere. Yeah, we, but this we is, left I mean, my we left my pickup truck running and the air conditioner on and took shifts while we were working on the car. Because uh, yeah. I, cha I changed tires between rounds and only had bead locks on one side, so we used my neighbor's electric trailer jack to break the bead. And it literally almost <laughs> killed my dad and David Udi, who helped me. Like, oh, yeah, it did. He almost called the ambulance. David did. I rode Dean, by once. Dean like, Carnes, that looks rough. Dean Carnes looks uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, Dean was hurt. hurt. He's hot right now. Dean was He's, hurt. <laughs> dude, I'm going to – you guys weren't here. Well, Lyle was here for last Monday night's show. But Dean Carnes uh, stole the show. Uh, Disco does, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. It was bonkers. He does good and, at that. Uh, the, he told a couple stories late in the evening. We were all fairly loosened up. And uh, he sent me photo proof this week. And, uh, wow, I don't know that I'll ever fully recover from that, that photo. But, uh, anyways, if you missed last week's episode, I encourage you to go back and watch it because it was – Phenomenal. Tried to get Marillo on the show tonight, you guys. Can't get it. He, he didn't text me back. I was the only time we can get Marillo on the show is when he has no cell service. <laughs> Remember that? He, that's every other time we we blanked on him, but the one time yeah, we didn't get him, we had to cut him off. So I'm hoping I'm hoping we get him. I believe we're going to be joined by Sean Wilhoyt tonight. Sean's in a deer stand. Um, no uh, deer hunting. Uh, I I didn't even know they did. I guess I knew they did it in Texas, but I kind of thought I put the, that behind me. Um, and when I left Missouri, everybody telling me, I mean, back where I'm from, friends, where I'm from in Missouri, people like take a week off work, like oh, take yeah. 10 days off work. It's the same way in Virginia. Virginia. It's a big, really? yeah, in North Carolina, same way. And I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure Kai and Lizzie, I think they go hunting 
for the entire time between filming. I'm sure they're in a in a really? deer stand oh, right no, now. They're, they're serious about it. Yeah, but they deer hunt in condos. Like they put these, like it's yeah. like a single wide trailer condensed into in a, the like, air, like a ten or ten by ten or twelve by twelve box with heat and air and a microwave and a Keurig and somewhere to take a piss and. Oh, that I is. am. Got Down here in Texas, I actually went to one of these. Mike Gunter's talking says Texas has all the fancy pay to get a big deer farms. Oh, yeah. I went to one of those, dude. I went to what they call um, a high fence uh, a ranch or whatever. It's owned by Jason Mahalik. He made yep. history at TC's race, um, at Tyler's race in Memphis. Lyle was standing at the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you look at the picture when Jason Mahalik goes through the – they've got it with the time it's up on the scoreboard. If you look down below it, I, I made the short turn because I was running like a bag of shit. And, uh, and I you left that see, out. You, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm just being real. Later on, I burnt that thing to the ground. So there we are. Don't have eyebrows now. It's real cool. <laughs> but um, I'm standing there with my hands up like this, and uh, yep. Mahalik has just went through the scoreboard. You can see my look. You can see the crispy Corvette sitting down there. Sitting down there. Uh, oh, yeah. I have. I I actually remember a person being in that I, that photo. I've seen that photo so many times. What what threes in the freeze, right? Threes in the freeze. Yeah, threes in the freeze. I, I remember yeah. Tyler Tyler on the starting line. Oh, I went. Know, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's it? This holding you? Is it? Is it uh, Jason Rucker? Jason Rucker. Yeah. yeah. I told him I said if he goes, Jason Rucker from VP Race Fuels. Tyler, Tyler still had the he still had the Bieber cut. I did. Going. I still yeah. had the like long hair. Thought I was cool. He still would now, but it, the five hundred hats he wears is causing him to lose hair. You, look, you can try all you want, Tyler, but that shit's getting thin up there. It is getting thin up there, though. <laughs> it's bad. Hey, just Don't to he, confirm, yeah. Michael Henson is not in China. He said he's sitting in his undies eating tater tots. Just, okay, good for you. That's <laughs> Yeah, That's well, an odd program. Do you yeah. always eat Different. tater tots like basically in the nude, Michael? That'd be Different. good. I mean, you know, the more I think about it, the more I kind of want to do it. Not on the show. I'm going to wait. I'm big on tater tots. not on the show. Hey, listen. Real quick, let's go around the room. Tater tots or crispy crowns? I'm assuming you have no idea. a crispy yeah. crown. Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be like a pick on the younger. They got some weird shit out like, there. Whoa, Listen, have y'all been to Burger King? Yeah. And ordered breakfast food. Nobody eats. Nobody. Crisps. Nobody no. admittedly Listen, eats Burger King. Hey, I don't. I, I haven't, I haven't been, been to Burger King when you don't. Eighteen years. Yeah, me neither. I'm just trying to give you a reference of a place I know, Lyle G's, that serves crispy crowns. All right? When you get old enough that the little crown doesn't fit on your head. Yeah. When you're old enough that the little crown doesn't fit on your head that they give the kids. Is that a code code word for an onion ring? Probably. No. (laughs) That's a flat tater tot. It's like a flat tater tot. Those are hash browns. You, are y'all not familiar with these? No. It's a no, flat we, tater tot. Those are, those are Hardy's hash browns. Are you? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. That, they might be. Yeah, they might they, be. Yeah. Or out there, Carl's Jr., whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's West Coast or something, I think. That's way they got out some, there. They got you're some crazy shit. You're closer to there country, there, It says crispy crowns on the Fiz- bag. Fizzy woodpeckers is another thing, Lyle. Yeah. No, it it's fuzzy woodpeckers. <laughs> it says it on the bag. Yeah, it's not uh, like I made this shit up. Yeah, I mean it's invented. Not so on this side of the Mason Dixon. Yeah, keep that shit out. We just call them. We yeah. call them tater tots. Well, listen. Do you like tater tots? Do you like hash what was that browns? movie? 
tater tots. If I had to choose tot, any time of the day, any day of the week, it's a tater tot for sure, not a crispy crown or whatever the hell you just here's, call Here's my guy, Josh Williams. Williams. He's clearly from the Carolinas. <laughs> yes. yes. Listen, that's what I'm Googling. That's NC right there. That's what I'm Googling right now. Hold on. Yes. Okay, Mike, you're on my team and you don't even know it. You, you're like, you need to get woke, right? Read a book. <laughs> I don't want to go team woke. And you don't even know I don't want to go woke, man. I'm so, anti-woke. No, I'm just joking. I'm anti-woke as well. But okay, so <laughs> I just Googled. I've done the research. I sent it to the team. Bojangles. I'm glad that's not some highly embarrassing notification. I was um, like, oh, boy. Bojangles. That's that Bo technically is a Krispy Crown. Okay. So no. we're talking about the no. same thing. Okay. No, it is. It's okay, it can be, but thing. it's not relevant. Mike Gunner says Krispy Crowns are for those jail hair dudes. Oh, there you go. Here we go. I didn't say it. Mike Gunner did, so don't don't yeah. cuss me. Not again. We Mike only lives like other. five minutes down the road, I think. Mike and I, we're we're becoming fast friends. You know, See? but now he's talking shit about my hair. I don't know. This is going the wrong direction. I'm just gonna say. Brian Shaw Tots. I thought for sure I would win everybody over. This just felt like a layup. Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A, yeah. Sean Kelly does have a point here. Chick-fil-A is kind of on point with those. The Chick-fil-A Chick breakfast, breakfast burrito. Yeah, Chick-fil-A breakfast yeah. burrito that has tater tots and chicken oh, nuggets in it. Dude. Oh, dude, that thing is lit. What, are they what do they call them at Chick-fil-A? I'm Chick-fil-A. They're called hash browns. <laughs> hash yeah. browns, I guess. Hash browns. I just want to see a picture of it. They're they're crispy crowns or whatever. Hey, can I just make a point since we're like talking about the street outlaws thing tonight? Oh, the, okay. Let, no, you need to be quiet for a second, Tyler. <laughs> oh, here we go. No, I'm just saying. So Chick-fil-A also serves crispy crowns. We just call I, them tater tots. Tater tots. I think people maybe don't know what a crispy crown is. So, so a tater tot has to be like a, like a cylinder shape yeah. for it to be a tater tot. Is that the rule or something? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I couldn't come up with the words. <laughs> what are White Castle nibblers? Potato Olays. Correct. This is a real deal. They are crispy crowns with a little bit of like seasoning salt. But real quick, Tyler, back to you. Sorry, I was just messing with you. So anyways, I have just got to make this like statement that these cameras that these people use have got to be wonderful. And I brag about oh. my team a lot. And the reason why I say this is their grass has never been greener at Virginia Motorsports Park. Saturation plus 30. Tune it up, baby. Every time it does an arrow shot, I'm like, check out the grass. Hey, Those I will give you a right so There were some there were really nice stripes in that grass on the hill. There were. It looked really good. When I shattered the rear end in beer money and I got out, I noticed that. I was like, well, at least the stripes look good. Yeah, it's there. I just got my got to show out. out. You got to show out when you're going to be on I TV. bet they don't show the coolest part of the whole event, do they, Rob? No. What was or is this some insider shit you can't do? They don't Tyler? they never show anything. They oh. never show anything cool. I thought this no, was something. There inside. was one moment happened in 70 index. Lyle, do you remember? Yeah. The Ford Explorer. Yeah, they, they they didn't show that. No, they, I'm gonna see if I still have the picture in my phone. They so there was a there was a Ford Explorer, like the old square body Eddie Bauer edition style. Yes, sir. Explorers, you know. You know what my dad calls them? Uh, Mike, your dad runs an auto repair shop. Did he ever – my dad called Ford Explorers Ford Exploders. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. This, was, 
This yeah. one did. Trust me. You are not so allowed this, to own or even possibly yes. ride in a non This thing sat, sat like a southeast gasser, you know, yeah. like it already sat all screwed <laughs> up and stuff. But that thing leaves the start line, is humping down, and it, I guess you could say it drove over it. its its own rear end. Yes. But the rear end came it. out from under that thing. Hang on, where's my camera? Yes. It up. Oh, there man. it is. Look at that. However, if you could get now, listen. It was impressive. Out, would that not be a cool no prep Kings or like small tire type like that? I'm kind of in on that, to be honest. Like, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Is it an Eddie Bauer was it edition? It was, was crashed. It, it, it was 7 0 index. Yeah, 7 0 oh. index. So, but yeah, it was, another um, thing that I think is cool that the Street Outlaws does is they have index classes that are instant green yeah. on the no prep. And I think yeah. that's cool. I really was like surprised it that it was instant green. And I was thinking, oh, like they're going to put this, you know, they're going to make us put the bulbs back in the tree or something. But when they said it was instant green, I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. Different. How was the crowd for this race, Tyler, like compared to Excellent. the other events? I mean, were you guys pleased with the deal? Because this was, was the first one, right? I mean, you guys have one like, on the schedule for 2020. Mike, Mike's 100% right. Like, give us like a reel, though. Like, take us through. We talked earlier today in our private Slack channel. That's all yeah. the insider gossip for all you. We gotta get Lyle on there. I, I, We've got to get Lyle in there. We gotta get Lyle on yeah. Slack. Let's figure that out tonight. Let's yeah, get I'll get him at it. But Tyler, we you give us a lot of insider info, and I don't expect you to air it all out tonight. But ah, we're grown ups. No um, so yeah. like, give us a little bit of, of compare and contrast. You've ran a track that runs an NHRA national event. What was your NPK crowd like? I mean, we hear it all the time. Like, oh man, no prep games yeah. had twenty seven times more people than the NHRA race. Like, why don't you give us the real straight but dirt on it? Before you do that, take into consideration how hot it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, just like it when it's too cold, a Same lot thing. of the times that scares the crowd away, and it didn't. But go ahead. And, and th yeah. this was a string of, like, several races in a row. In a row. Well, yeah, I mean, we you think about Darlington. Down. You know, yeah, I Darlington, was Darlington, I was in the bottom of the tower laying on the concrete floor eating a, uh, uh electrolyte-infused popsicle that D.D. Miller had because I thought I was dying. And every 10 minutes it was over the intercom or over the radio. Hey, we need a medic at by yeah. this trailer, or by this bad. place to pick up, you know. Well, Mike, you were there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But Tyler, go ahead. But just yeah. take that into consideration, fans out there that are watching. Oh, no doubt. talks about the crowd. Well, and, and to open it, like we all get up the, that morning and pull up our televisions to like watch some weather, you know, just check. Oh, hey, is there something dumb happening? And, um, the first thing out of their mouths on like morning news was if you have to be outside today, uh, please stay hydrated yeah. and take care of yourselves and blah, blah, blah. And Tommy and I looked at each other sitting right here on this couch and went, well, damn. Like, Virginia, man, if it's not yeah. raining, hurricane, cold, then it's hot. It's hot. like record heat. Yeah. I mean, you guys yeah, get miserable. If it seems like the weather really wreaks havoc on that place. Is it just like where it's located or something? Mm -hmm. I mean, is that a thing? Or it is, is. It just like uh, we're, we're biased because we're we think it's targeted toward racing. No, it's every day, and I can tell you something. I've been to a probably I think I've been to 150 racetracks now, 150 160 racetracks. There is not a one on the planet where the wind blows every single day like this place. I mean, every day you can right leave, now, right you can leave and go to too. the gate. Nothing. It's crazy, but the weather was extremely hot. It was muggy. I mean, it was just rough. I'll be dead honest. It was rough. It was miserable. Yes. It was. And 
to be honest, we went into the event with our same traffic plan, um, same safety plan. Everything is a national event. We basically said treat this like an NHRA national event. It's the closest thing we've got that's going to have a crowd to it. So we went and sat down with the county, state police, all, all of that before, and um, set up an excellent plan. Or doing what he county sheriffs, they freaking rocked the house. And we never backed up past our entrance road at Virginia, which compared to a national event in 18, we had a lot of traffic issues just because influx of people, everybody wants to get in at X time because it starts at this point. And, you know, everybody knows the deal. Yeah. But we had an excellent plan together. Um, actually, we charge for parking and, and all that kind of stuff for these events. And Tommy – Amber, Ashley, Judy, Crystal on the gates, like all of the families and staff got together and we had an excellent plan and we would use, we have two different ways to get in a facility for spectator parking. One's in the dirt park and one is in the, in the lakeside field that's closer to the drag strip. And we would realize, Oh, we're getting backed up. So we would send some down the gravel road to the dirt park and we'd park back there for 45 minutes and relieve pressure out of the line and then we would roll and, and park in both lots and all that. Along with at this event, we did inside the pit parking, which was like premium, premium executive VIP or something. I don't even remember what it was called. But we had three, basically had three different lines feeding spectators at all times. And that was really cool for the fact of getting people in and getting people parked and getting them up to the gate and all that. So that was that was a hard one for us just because, uh-oh, you don't know what to expect. And then with this deal, they have the ultra fan program, which they get in an hour earlier if they don't park in or they're supposed to get in an hour earlier. So you could go buy your tickets, but you couldn't come into the facility if you bought a general admission ticket. Really neat deal from the concept side. Really hard deal to manage from a facility, I will say. Um, we took a lot of bike fence and, and did it that way, and it worked well. Um, the easiest ones were the ones that parked outside, of course, but if they parked inside the pits, it was difficult at times to, to make people fluctuate for, Hey, you've only got right. this ticket or that ticket. You need to, all right, you got to stay here. You can come in that the education side was very hard. Um, even though we tried to put posts out before the event and all that, there's only so many people that look at Facebook. There's a lot more people that are watching the television show now that like, us on Facebook. That's a problem. I oh, uh, fix that. But, but that was the general, oh, hey, I'm at the racetrack. I should get to go anywhere I want to go. So is it safe to hard. say that like an NHRA, I mean, we've said on the West Buck show many times, Mike and I talk about this a lot, that like we believe No Prep Kings is as big of a platform exists as exists in drag racing today. Um, we recognize the significance of the NHRA, but if you had to are those events in terms of turnout, Tyler? I mean, are they pretty close? Uh, in my opinion, they are. Um, okay. For our facility, like Lyle said, for the weather, accounting that, um, I would put them very close to the same. Um, I've seen wow. it from Andy Carter at Texas Motorplex going back-to-back weeks. You look at pictures of the grandstands, pictures of the facility, and they look close to the same. Um, same thing with ours. Compare that to our 2019 national event. We're very close. When you take everything into consideration, that's you really that, impressive, man. You put NPK in a smaller, in a, or in a better weather window, so to speak. I think it surpasses. 
Um, one thing that I feel is very different. Well, two things really from a facility side, when we go into the conversations with, or when we went into the conversations with Sam, I, uh, I asked him, I said, Hey, look, what's your normal advertising procedure? What do you normally ask the racetrack to, to do? You know, I, I didn't want to go into this deal and not perform as good as others or anything like that. And I asked them about radio, television ads and all that. They were like, don't worry about it. Don't need it. I wanted to say, okay, whatever. But I trusted them. And we went with, we, we did nothing but social media pr- promotion. National event, that's a six-figure advertisement. Right that's a six-figure advertisement. Right there. Yeah. I mean. Crazy. Very impressive. Um, just, I have to say, and it, my other thing, my other point of emphasis, I guess you would say, is I really think the ticket pricing is more, more adaptive for more people. I know that sounds weird and it's probably hard to explain, but a $30 ticket is a lot easier to sell than a $70 ticket or a $60. Yeah, for sure. Whatever that is. Oh, dude. I mean, at this stage in the game, like, to be honest with you, and I had this thought, Mike, um, my boy here, uh, he came down, him and his wife, Lisa, came down to see me and my wife, Lisa, or my wife, Alicia. We hung out. They stayed with us. It was a great time. One of the things they treated us to was they took us to a Cowboys game. And I don't know what Mike paid for these tickets. We were, like, literally a row from the field at the 50-yard line. It was unbelievable. But if you think about the ticket buying experience in 2021, like what people expect. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, we were in an air conditioned climate controlled building with like people waiting on us essentially hand and foot. I mean, it was, and I just think about going to an NHRA national event and buying one of those 70, $80 tickets. I'm going, I, I don't even know how you, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that and feel good about it. I really don't. Well, and like a family of four, it's 300 bucks to go and yeah, not man. including it food. Up quick. And there's no, I mean, like there's no, uh, that's just general access. You got to walk around the pits. You got to sit out in the stands. There's really nowhere to get away, uh, you know, to, to take a break. So it's a, it's a bit of a tough sell. And I think that they're so smart to tier it, like you said, and have the premium offering. I think people yes. are going more now for a premium offering. A premium. It's they like, want, I think it's, ex- it's like you're going anyway. Investing in experiences. Yeah, you're going. Yes. So you might as well, hey, let's get be- let's get a better seat. Let's get a covered seat. Let's Tyler, why don't we do access, that for PDRA? Whatever. Like seriously, like I'm just spitballing here. But what if we came up with some sort of experiential package for the for the PDRA? You may Where, like, be you like, come in yeah. and you get to be the starter. Not literally, but you know, be you may be late, sir. Good. I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) I'm glad we actually did discuss that. Um, and I will say this we have remodeled our NHRA grandstand layout, so to speak. And in 2022, next season, I'll say it now, I don't care. Um, we're gonna offer a VIP experience at the national event. Start that's cool, man. Starting line seating, I would. Starting line seating, rooftop access on the on the tower, um, restricted area access, like any anything that we can do to differentiate that, and it puts you in the best seating speeding seating spot closest to the grant to the starting line, and all that. So it's I'm with you guys, and I completely saw it at this event. I sat back and I said, okay, what is the, you know, what was the general consistency? Was it 
GA? Was it this the premium seat or was it this ultra fan deal or whatever? Well, I went and helped at a gate one day. Just hey, look, we're we're hustling through some people. Let's you know everybody that's standing around that can help. Let's go hustle a gate up. Try to get everybody in as quick as we can. Blah blah blah. So a bunch of us that were on the drag strip side, we were of course we were bored, <laughs> and um, so we went out and a bunch of us tagged in in the gates, and within an hour, I think every one of them, but maybe ten was ultra fan. And it was at that moment wow. that I said, people do not mind spending the money for an experience as long as they are given it. Yep. That's it. As I long agree, as man. Given I mean, that experience. All the most of- successful tracks do that. Bandamir comes to mind. Uh, I know they do something at the Motorplex. Yep. All of these deals, uh, Charlotte, here at Charlotte, they, you can do uh, the, all the different suite access or whatever. So all the, all the, it's, it's on the individual track to make those calls and to offer those things. So I, I think you're on the right track with that. I think that's, uh, I mean, I'm actually stunned to hear it. I think it's fantastic. And I think it would be, I mean, that's the type of stuff that I want to do. And I also think people, you just get spoiled, you know, in this day and age. I mean, you expect well, you gotta a compete. lot. I Everybody's comfortable at home watching yeah. TV, you know, like you got to really give them something to get them out. Yes, uh, 100%. Mike, before we, uh, before we get too far along, and we obviously have a, a good segment here on the show and we want to talk about, we had some great matchups here in the first round. Um, I was going to blow through a few of these things. We need to get Corey Swanstrom on here. Big Country is actually texting me. I screwed up. I don't want to – we will have Corey. I love Big that guy. Tra- if Big Country's willing, we will have Big Country for the whole two hours next week. Um, he's an incredible guy, and he's actually like – he plays this character of being like – but he's super well-spoken, great opinions. He's a great guy. Anyways – we have some great matchups here. I don't know how far we in there are into the show. Kai Kelly versus Chuck 55, David Adkins versus Ev, uh, Eric Cole. I can't spell it, say his last name. Uh, Eric Bob Gardner working on the car, the uh, the turbo car. Eric K. Jim Howe versus Doc. Tim Brown versus Rich Bruder. Bobby Ducati versus B Rad. Kamikaze versus Birdman. Justin Swanstrom versus Larry Larson, and I believe that's. Uh, Disco Dean versus Murder Nova. And we want to talk drag racing, but I want to plow into a couple of these questions because we have some great guests that can riff on this. First and foremost, let's plow through a few of these. Wide open throttle video. Shout out. Watch it on YouTube. Wes, what happened to the West Buck show where y'all had Shannon and Scooby promote the come up? I'd really like to watch that again after this past weekend. First and foremost, Mike, we didn't have... I don't know who these people even are. Am I wrong? Am I confused? Is this something like very old from like years no. ago or something? No, I don't even know who these. I, we have not had anybody like, so I believe he's obviously referencing the quarter million dollar come up that was this past weekend in Crossville, Tennessee. There's a lot of drama around this race. The The payout was advertised as guaranteed. Uh, it was not paid in full. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it too much, but I just want to clarify that we weren't we had not, we didn't promote that race yeah. and they certainly weren't on our show. Yeah. It was interesting because I, I got frustrated. Um, I saw somebody post on social last night that, you know, I think Donald Long was threatening to promote a no prep race. And I actually said that would be the best thing that could happen to no prep racing. Cause at least I would know it was happening. You right. know what I mean? Because like <laughs> say what you want about Donald, at least I'd know it was happening because I didn't know about this quarter million dollar come up deal until my phone's blowing up because people are pissed off that the purse wasn't paid. Yeah. We don't so hear it's like, we don't hear about it until it's bad news, bad news. Yeah, travels fast. If it had gone off without a hitch, 
we still wouldn't be hearing about it probably. So yeah, yeah bring results, results uh, and promotion. The rate everyone does the middle part, the the first part and the last part is what everyone seems to forget. I, would, I mean, Jason Miller, I mean, PDRA, obviously foregone conclusion. Oh. They have a, a strategic partnership with us at Drag Illustrated. Yeah. You never got to wonder who wins those races, you know, who loses any PDRA race. You can go to their website, PDRA660.com, or you can go to DragIllustrator.com and you can find out who won. Um, I was talking to Jason Miller. He said, we've made a commitment at the World Cup Finals that all the results are posted on our website, I think by 11 a.m. Tuesday morning. And it's just like he's probably the only big time independent race in the country where that's the case. It's so hard to figure out who won this stuff. It's unbelievable how difficult it is, unless you're like watching the live feed, taking notes or there taking notes. It's unbelievable, even in 2021, how hard it is to find out who won these races. But wide open throttle YouTube. uh, I just want you to know that we I don't even we haven't had Shannon or I don't even know these people. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about the come up on Wednesday because that's a subject that uh, racers guarantee or excuse me, racers get wronged and Wes and the guys at Drag Illustrated get real up in arms in a hurry. Uh, yeah. We get up, in, we get we get fired up in a hurry. I was so going to say anyways, tonight's, sure we'll be probably, tonight's probably not the time to have it, but that is a conversation <clears throat> that needs to be had more than once and across the board. Like um, because I'm kind of tuned into that world, like. I no prep. You're, I small out of tire. all of us, you know the most. Yeah. I yeah. small tire no prep race a lot. Um, have been very successful this year. And and I mean, there's somebody in here that says, come on, Wes. It was all over the internet. <clears throat> and Clifford, it was all over the internet if you're tuned in to the right pages That's and so associated cool. with the right people. But if you're not, not like, like Mike and Wes and even Tyler probably yeah. aren't really tuned into that. Like I saw it every week but they probably didn't if you're but dude i just joined that group the grand hustle group or whatever i joined it on i saw the memes i think double shit show or somebody was posting memes that's usually the only way (laughs) double o shit show memes are how i keep up with any controversies going on very true but they're like i've i mean i've talked to i've been on the phone with people that were there people that paid and I mean, I've, I've heard it all and I've seen it all. And what happened there over the weekend is 110% wrong and it needs to be discussed. But like you said, tonight's not the time. So we'll do that later. But I mean, it's very uh, wrong. I, and Scott Vaughn, Vaughn, I think I, I actually do follow. I, I just followed Limpy. I mean, to be, this is one of the things that I, it's kind of exciting for us at the magazine because there's so much shit going on in drag racing it's unbelievable. I mean, people yeah. like we've got, I mean, NHRA world finals this weekend, world street car, uh, world street nationals in Orlando. That's two races. The great American guaranteed a million, a million dollar bracket race in Montgomery. I mean, not to mention this quarter million dollar come up. There's a bazillion races going on and it's hard. We try hard. I get Mike emails every week. This. They're like, Hey, you guys need to talk about this race and that race. Yeah. And this race yeah. was two weeks ago. And then there's this race this weekend and this one. And I'm like, it's crazy. Man. Yeah, I mean, well, what's I, going I, on over the past couple doing weeks? This. I mean, Mike and I have been doing this for literally 16 years, the Mag- Drag Illustrated Magazine. And it's like, it, it you can't keep up. I mean, there's so yeah. much shit going and there's, on. There's and only so like, much space. I, that's usually the, the response I give is something like, just like the pages of the magazine, we're limited 
in space and yeah. we have to pick and choose and you know thanks for bringing it to our attention and we definitely want to talk about it and it, oh, it does it does open your eyes to some some new stuff but still there's just like so much to talk so about much. that we can't we'd have to do a show every I was gonna, that's what i was about to say mike is you could have a show every yeah. day this week and probably up until thanksgiving next week and still probably not cover everything that needs to be talked about. You know, and that's yeah. exciting, right? I mean, for us, we, Mike and I talk about this a lot. Like, for a sport that's been around for 70 years, it's amazing how much there's left to do in our sport. Oh, yeah. Like, how much yeah. there is left to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I'm proud of that and excited about it. But, I mean, I, I do want to reiterate what Lyle said just momentarily that, uh, listen – uh, we don't want to get into a big thing here tonight. We want to talk a little bit of no prep Kings and leverage our guests. We got, you know, some ex very experienced, well-spoken guys that we want to chat with tonight, but it is. Who, who else is coming? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah I was, was going to say. Um, it's you two. And of course, Mike, but uh, we do this every week. Uh, we're always excited. We get new people to BS with Lyle. You're about to be on the payroll at this yep. pace, but seriously, it is, um, it's like, let's just say it. And if I hope I get screen grabbed, I'm sure I'll get in trouble. But if you put the word guaranteed on your purse, Pay you better it. understand what that means. Well, and I got to tell you, there are people like myself putting on races is hard. that are put on races. Mike Carpenter and I have looked at each other with tears in our eyes, knowing, wondering how we're going to get some deal done. And I got to tell you what, when shit like this happens, it's hard not to take it personally because yeah, we know what it's like to write those checks. We know what it's like to all but sell our souls to make sure we can do what we said we were going to do. And when I see people, you know, put on a race, get all the press and publicity and everything that comes with promoting a big money race, um, because I'm going to tell you for the promoters out there, a cheat code in the promotion game, pay big money. Yeah. And you want a cheat yeah. code, you want to you want a little bit of a life hack, pay big money. And big things happen in a hurry, but I'll but tell you it. when we, but pay that pay money. <laughs> and it's, uh, what you're gonna say. The video. I've seen the video. Listen, I know what it's like to get in front of a camera or get on a microphone and get lit. That's like my, that's my favorite place in front of the camera and on a microphone. <laughs> my you favorite tell? place to be. Um, <laughs> Never would have guessed my, that. My favorite place to be. But I'm going to tell you what. Uh, Go ahead and give them a by and large. You I need to be hear careful. <laughs> by and large, by and large, hand to God, you better be careful letting your alligator mouth uh, uh, outrun your tadpole ass. Um, exactly. And, and, hey, and, uh, and I can say it from personal experience. When you finish qualifying and you get rained out in eliminations, you still got to pay it, Jack. You got that right. right. We've all it, been there. I think, I think there's so much. I think there's this perception of – automatic success by putting on one of these races and it's a get yeah. rich quick thing that it seems like everyone is doing. So why don't you jump in and do it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. It can quickly go. Well, very, here's very, the problem. Though, it that. was, it was rescheduled, you know, and Tyler, you know, especially being yeah. in the position you're in <clears throat> Wes, you know, a little bit about it, Mike, and even myself, when you re in today's day and age, when you reschedule a race, there is absolutely no way you're not going to reschedule on top of one of your buddies or somebody else. Yep. This time, you know, and this guy in particular scheduled right on top of a no prep race right down the road where guys were double entered. Right. You know, and for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, where are you going? You're going to race for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, like I don't care if Tyler put on a race. And my neighbor that I just met two weeks ago, you know, like for 250 grand, if that's what he's got, 
I'm going to go take my chances. But you also know that when you reschedule that, you got people coming from all over the country. People have taken off work. They've booked hotel rooms. They've gotten babysitters, dog sitters. They've done all these things. When you reschedule a race, you're going to lose a percentage of those, whether it's 10 percent. 30 yeah, right. So, so then, you know, you take that into consideration, you know, that's when you're, when we're paying our own purse, you know, and, and you're having to pay it based off of entry fees. I mean, this is what happens, you know, and the guy, like you said, Wes, he goes on camera, guarantees a quarter million, pays whatever percent of that. And now here we are. I mean, and I mean listen, Crazy. if we all had the choice in 2019, Mike and I looked at our, looked at one another and we pay. We had eleven people, eleven Pro Mod racers show up in Denver, Colorado, for the third annual World Series of Pro Mod, and we had a hundred thousand to win, no entry fee, no entry fee, a hundred thousand to win, and eleven cars showed up on Thunder Mountain. And guess what we did? Paid hundred grand. We we stroked a check. I mean, and it because it is what it is. Yep. I mean, and it's like there's no quicker way to bury yourself as a race promoter or someone in our industry than to not do what you say you're going to do. Uh, yeah, I was it's just too about small saying. of a community, brother. I mean, it's too small of a community. Yep. And even like just the divisions of the sport. So you got the no prep, the bracket racing, radial tire, pro mod, you know, there's so many divisions of drag racing, but it's still not that big. Like no. we're a drop in the hat no. compared to a basketball. Yeah, and a it's football. very, it's very fragmented too. That's why this, the scheduling thing is a problem yep. getting racers and getting, there's so many different things to follow. That's again, that for us as the media, it becomes extremely difficult to follow all these things because, and to cover them adequately, because instead of there being just a couple of big races every weekend, there's all, everybody's having a race for whatever style of car they have. And so it's, it, it becomes difficult. I would love to be able to cover it all, but it's just, it's not realistic. You know what so I would love to do? You want to know what I would love to do? Charge a thousand dollar fucking entry fee. That's like I think the yeah. first time I've ever said the f word on the show. Like, what an advantage that is. Like, yeah. if, only, if only I could get my racers to pay the purse. That what a deal that would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what that looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just to to the advantage and the leg up that it is to charge those entry fees. And I'm not making light of it. It's not easy no. to do, no matter what. But it's like. To come into that race and hey, we're gonna pay. We're gonna charge a thousand to enter. We're gonna sell two hundred fifty spots, and we're gonna have. We're gonna pay two hundred fifty grand. Like that. I mean, that's just like math. My daughter could sort that out. Sophia was on here a second ago, and it's like Soph could sort that out. Like, you know what I mean? But it's a whole other thing when you're. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago the PDRA. I like this actually. They did a uh, like a year long campaign uh, advertising. It was the million dollar tour, Mm -hmm. right, Tyler? Yep. And it's like people Still don't is. understand, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like we're paying a lot of money and it doesn't matter if eight people or 80 million people show up. We're going to pay the same amount of money. It doesn't matter if there's 400 people in a class or 14 or 16. We're yeah. going to pay what we said we were going to pay. And that's what pros do, man. Sorry. All right. got all- oh, yeah. and Eric Huff is saying I cussed last week. Re- Reverend are, are West popped in for that yeah. one. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend. So uh, next next question was, uh, what did y'all think of Justin Swanstrom showing up down there uh, and running Pro Mod? What you guys? I thought he. I personally thought it was a great showing. Yeah, um, I, I was I very think, proud. I think that there's some. I don't know if you want to call it backlash, but 
I think you'll start seeing some of the no prep guys kind of get butthurt about him showing times. I mean, I know it was a pro mod track, but we all know how these no prep deals go. I, or at least I assumed that there would be some guys speak out and tell him that it was kind of screwed up that he went down there and showed times and whatnot. Not, I don't know that anybody truly cares, but I kind of felt like said, some of these guys would come out and speak out about it. But I kind of said the same thing, but then when you look at, and a lot of people don't know this, there is a rule book for NPK um, that they have to weigh and all that stuff. And the rule books are pretty solidly different. I mean, I think they could pull one at 250 pounds out for, yeah. for that promo deal. So but, like we've talked still, about it before. The, the general no prep Kings fan has no, and I'm not, there's, they're great and we need them and we love yes. them tuning in and whatnot, but they just don't know. And they're not, they don't understand power to weight and how that affects a race car. And if he put another 250 pounds in it, how much it would slow it down and what 250 pounds out would speed it up. Like they just don't know, you know, and the so, greatest thing that they ever have done in this deal. And, and Tommy Franklin and I say it every time that we talk about it. The greatest thing they've ever done is take the lap times away from it. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. It we had that conversation, too. Is, is, yes. is it better clocks on or clocks off? Like, we've had that awesome. conversation on here before. But. Yes. And, and it's – you make it more to a general fan. All they know is that the wind light came on and their guy won or lost. It's very simple. Right. Not, oh, my guy went faster. How did he get beat? Or, you know, it's none of that. It's as simple as it gets – cut and dry here it is and the simpler you can make our sport better it's going to be yeah, yeah. that sounds well, terrible and i know i know purists are out there going what did they just say but it's true the, more the focus on just yeah the focus on elapsed times is is a major needs problem. To, i think i think yes. that's a huge part I, no prep kings is so interesting because it's like the backlash against and plug your ears tyler track prep my number one tractor driver over here got more got more laps on, a, on the tractor than pro than, pro drag than tractor. John Deere himself. Yes, sir. <laughs> pro drag tractor. It's a it's a reaction to that and to scoreboard watching and, yes. and record setting. You know, I, to me, it's opposite of drag radio. Drag radio came about because of track prep because of numbers because of records and performance and no prep kings now has come about as a, just the, the pendulum swinging the other way because we're that's a, a game you can't win. You know, it's a, it's a zero sum game or whatever. Whereas there's no prep Kings. It's like, you know, I was thinking about the heat, it being so hot when, when the track is not prepped and there's no glue on it, that becomes less of an issue. Right. Correct. So it, it's better in the heat. It's better. It puts on a better show in the heat, all kinds yep. of stuff. It's just really interesting to see how just a few years removed from the peak of of, tractor um, nationals, tractor of, of rotator machines, and tractor and drag nationals. Radio. <laughs> True. And hey, I'm the world's worst. So, and, and I, you know I, what, I'm man? The, it's cool to have you on here. Yeah, I love Tyler. It. Like, we, to you need to get it, you, you know? need to get decals on that thing. You need a sponsor. That thing, Drag yes. Illustrated. Drag Illustrated? Yeah. We said that for years. Cost? All right, done. I'll. Pay, how about we do a deal? We need to wrap it. Fuck. We've how said that. All right, can we wrap the tractor? Yes. Don't say it, Mike. We do decals. So I'm we'll have this you. shit done by morning. Should it be lit? We got a Kubota and a John Deere. I mean, are we are we making oh, a I'm deal? Oh, I'm game, dude. J Mike. Yo. Are we doing this deal? Here comes that, Mike. Mike boy. 
All right, we're wrapping the tractor. This yes. is, listen, if you heard it here. We just made a deal, Tyler Crossno. Let's let's do this deal. All yeah. right, hey, we're good. wrapping the tractor for 2022. Yes. The dragon greatest thing ever. All right, I'm in. And you know what's funny? The last two, the last year, all I've been doing is how do we figure out PDRA to where we not have to put the tractor on the racetrack as much? How can we eliminate downtime? That's that has been my goal for the last year and a half. Now we're gonna be pushing you to get that bad boy. That's out. gonna be like, yo, yeah. hey, 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 uh, I think it needs well, a little touch about, up. Tyler. Dude, I was so frustrated last night, and being that this is supposed to be us saying what we actually think, um, I'm watching the World Street Nationals in Orlando. Right, they run four cars and they prep the track. Tractor. Like, why do you do shit like that, Tyler? Why? Yeah, not everybody, does, but not everybody does that. I know, I, but I this don't. shit drives me bonkers, man. Like, leave it alone. So, hey, is there any, like, uh, conversations that happen about, you know, there's – I've seen it in the past, not going to name names. I know it's 2021, but, like, run a pair of cars, run two pairs of cars, and then prep the track. Do you guys have, like, any sort of rules of thumb about, like, hey, let's just run this all the way through? Let's run an entire round of racing or let's run this whole class. I'm curious, that's, Tyler. That's my thing. I, yeah. And I've said it from day one. I am if, if I have to stop in the middle of a round, let's say we're running Ultra Street or whatever class. Yes. I will not stop in the middle of a round. If we Good. miss it, we miss it for everybody. That's not fair for the first cars to go out and, oh, boy. And, and and I'll be the first one to say it. We did it at OSCR this year or twenty one, uh, Sunday morning, I think. Um, Radio versus the world, flat missed the racetrack. It felt killer. Went up there, had moisture under it from dew the night before. Didn't know it, and it fell apart. Guess what? Sorry, we got to finish the round. Three of them spun, and one of them went three sixty. So it's like <laughs> that's the way it should be. Hey, I can't help it, but at the same time, it's not fair for the first pair of cars that goes up and, oh, man, this thing's – it's not what we thought it was. It's not fair for the last guy in line to get a complete perfect racetrack. So I'll be right back, you guys. So that's always been my rule of thumb is if you're going to start a class, you have to finish that class. Now, if we have an old down or something like that, different ball game, that's safety-related. But performance-related touch-ups, once you start a class, you got to finish the class before you can touch it. That's always been my rule. The what's funny is – sorry, go ahead, Lyle. I agree. Well, what's funny is back in the day, we didn't want that. Yeah. In, in the days of, of clutches, Linkos, big tires, you didn't want to see – you being the first car out after it just got sprayed and dragged, like, no, you don't put want me at the back of the line. Oh, and now God. it's gone – now it's gone the other way where it's like, yeah, I want to be first car out right after yeah. that tractor comes off the, yeah. the track, which I just think is is another thing that's just gone 180 degrees from the way it used to be. It has. And I hate saying it because it's like, I don't want to say it's ruined or it's ruined racing, but for, I'm, I'll use PDRA as an example. The races where the racetrack's less than optimal, basically I've struggled, I've had a bad day, whatever. Those are the races that we need. I, I hate saying that. You have but to have it. It's like playing have football it. in the snow yeah. or whatever. You or, or like you know. You, Agreed, uh, man. You've got to. You've got to be able to. You've got to be able to navigate 
less than perfect. And, and it perfect. levels That's, the playing field. It's it just like, I mean, like, Maple Grove PDRA. Yeah. First round, Coney Wilson, out. Tommy Franklin, out. Jim Halsey, out. The best race of the year. I'm sorry. I love all three of those guys. Jay Cox out first round, I think, as well. Yep. Um, but you saw, for the greater good of the class, you saw people that are going to the finals. That I think it was Mike Achenbach and Ed Burnley, both mm -hmm. of them first PDRA final. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It does. <clears throat> the alternative to what you were talking about, Tyler, when you just let the round grow, yep. the alternative to that is what has killed – single-handedly, it's killed radial racing. It has. 100%. For if sure. you take the tuner – you take the tuner out of the so game. So how bad? How bad do you feel, Tyler? What about for killing, killing radio, radio racing? racing? <laughs> no, I'm just, like, I'm just messing with you, bro. I'm just messing. No, I, I, didn't know. I mean, but but for real, you know, like I'm it not is. saying you don't need Steve Petty. I'm not saying you don't need Jamie Miller. I'm not saying you don't need Pete Harrell. Like I'm not saying that you don't need those guys. But money is what wins a radio race today. It's whoever's willing to push their shit the hardest and it, who whoever can blow it up every other or every run and get it, it together and make the next round. They win, yeah. you know, because we've demanded such just excellent track prep. You know, it, it's no longer yeah. – let's go up here and read – like you go to an NHRA race and Anthony Lum and Justin Elks, who are my crew chiefs, Anthony goes to the racetrack – three or four times before we go make a run, pulling on it, pulling on it, seeing how it changes. And they are constantly trying to figure out how fast we think we can go. Well, that's not the case anymore. Nobody goes out. They go out there and use their, their foot a meter and give it a little twist of root, you know, and go up there well, and you figure kick out. Are we I love put, the ones that kick. Yeah, are we going to put all the timing and boost in in 0.7 or just a little <laughs> bit less than that and have it all in by a second? If you don't have it in by a second, you're a puss. You know? How crazy was it today? <laughs> Without a doubt. Did anybody see Donald Long make the post about uh, gauging interest in Outlaw 632 um, all on slicks? And I thought, piggybacker. Oh, I'm so I'll say it. He I almost piggybacker for 15 years. Jump on the bandwagon, son. Here's your chance. Almost yes. put a post on there, and I almost put, "Oh wow, you're gonna have fast cars in Valdosta." <laughs> yeah, one with big. Oh, dude, I didn't know. Woo! I thought you're gonna have a drag race. Woo! I thought you've been having like cruises or like drive-ins with cars with radials on them. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know you were gonna have a race. I thought all those guys with aqua treads aren't coming. Oh, cool. You're going to have a drag race. Cool. Great. Oh. Hey, look, everybody. Ready? Band. We all just got blocked. Yeah. We all just got blocked. Picture's going to be yeah. at the gate. Don't let yeah. these assholes in. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not arguing with Linko GM. I'll turn my shit right back around. Me too. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with y'all on that. I'm going to show this. I don't really care. I mean, so I was just going to show Justin Swanstrom. Uh, we're back on YouTube. I guess they kicked us off for a second. From what I understand, ladies and gentlemen, this is fully within legal like usage. Um, it's totally legal. Look at the crowd at at Tyler's house. You got to be pretty. Is it? Let me ask you this: Is it cool from like a? You're a young guy, Tyler. Is it cool to see your your place packed out like that? On oh television? yeah. There's nothing better. The um, I mean, there's nothing better than sitting here going, "Hey, look, that's you know, that's our place," and you get to, you really get to make those phone calls and send the pictures to like your your marketing partners and guys and go, "Hey, look, guys, this is what we had this past weekend," you know, 
awesome crowds. You could see it on television. You could see your your banners, your signs that you Look paid. at the crowd, Tyler. Oh, it was awesome. Do you see it? I remember sitting in race control going, this is cool. Like, there's nothing else going on. It's hotter than I'll get out. And this place is packed to the gills. And what I thought was cool when I was there is that when we had the downtime light when the Explorer exploded in the rear end and when Justin Swatcham, they were just showing, was down for a yeah. couple minutes, Chris Hamilton or Boosted and – you know, people like Daddy Dave who were just there racing Daily Driver, like they were on the wall, interacting with the crowd, fans. jumping the wall to go sign shirts and hats and stuff when there was downtime. Like there was always somebody doing something to keep the crowd involved. Like I thought it was cool. You know, Correct. I got to see some of that. And that's one thing too that was <clears> – I noticed a difference that they do is, okay, when their drivers got beat, let's just say, a, you know, a driver got beat first round, second round, whatever round, hey – you need to be up here on the starting line with us. Yep. If something happens, you're holding this microphone. You're going to go talk to fans. You're yep. going to answer questions. You're going to do whatever. You know, there was no loading the car up, throw it in the box. Hey, we're out. It wasn't that. It was you bring your butt to the starting line, and you're going to interact with your fans. And yep. that was a great. That was one of the greatest things that I saw. Um, was how the racers interacted. Like I said, it was great. Yep. I was sitting on the wall with Daddy Dave. And uh, and we kept hearing this guy behind us, Dave, Dave, Daddy, Dave, Daddy, Dave. You know, and we turn around. He's like, "Hey, will you come sign my leg?" And Dave looks at me. He's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Go." Come so he turns around. He's like, "What did you say?" This dude steps back, pulls his prosthetic leg off of his knee, and hands it over the fence. And that uh, Dave goes over there with the shop. He's like, "Well, guess I got to do it now." <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Do. Welcome yeah. to VMP. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> but this is this matchup this. we just saw right here was actually pretty awesome. cool. While we were talking, Larry Larson and Justin yeah. Swanstrom, uh, Swanstrom in a Lexus, uh, Larson in a Cadillac. Just I mean, and they both are you know stock appearing vehicles. That's just that's another thing that they they've got right in this deal, and I, yeah, I hope that they don't real. lose. Yeah, I saw Justin's going to a 69 Camaro next year, yeah, which I, I not that I'm just – I like the Lexus. We did a lot of work on it at Modern, you know, and I'm sure we'll do the same on the 69, but I was really hoping he would keep that one around because there are a couple why, of 69 Why do you think that that move's being made? It doesn't feel like it was time. I mean, he's clearly got a super competitive car. Do you think – uh, do you think it's true that he's going to be participating in two different shows, like the street racing show? Yeah. And okay. yeah, I think I was so. just curious. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just saw it pop up on mine. I don't know if you can get the stream up. That was one of the best races of the entire event with Carnes and Murder Nova. Yeah, uh, that one was that one was one of the best side by side races of the entire event. Was was Disco and and Sean's run, and there's some drama that pops up later in this thing. It gets pretty good. Really. It's uh, a little bit you, of drama. The uh, I can't get over how many people are there. A couple of weeks ago, I was at uh, the was it? It was the second to last race of the season, Tyler, and it was at at Andy Carter's place, um, Andy Carter's house, the Texas Motorplex, right? And I was I thought it was interesting because the fan base was like, I just you look along the fence and you could see uh, husband, wife son daughter husband wife son daughter husband wife son daughter it was a very interesting deal it just seemed like a little bit younger crowd kind of Correct. across the board um 
and a younger crowd across the board. But like, uh, there's a lot of families. Yeah, a lot of a families, lot of families, a lot of kids, a lot of kids, and you see a lot of kids at NHRA events. So I'm not, not I'm like not, that. I'm not taking shots here, but not like this, man. No, but that goes like that this. goes back to a thirty dollars ticket, though. Yes, you know, like, yeah, like these, family these, these entire families can afford to come to Virginia Motorsports Park and watch the no prep games. That entire family, and I'm not saying there's nothing against people in Virginia or anywhere else, but it's just reality. Yeah. Is, in today's day and age, what fuel costs to get you and your family there, the hotel rooms, what it costs to eat out every night, tickets on top of that, you can afford to come here. You may probably more than likely aren't going to be able to afford to bring your entire family to an HRA national event. You know, and that's just raw facts. Like it's, just, yeah. it's unfortunate, but it's real. It's it true. Is. And that's the, I, I've said it for years. I've said it in meetings. I, I've said it everywhere. It's the biggest divide between NHRA professional top fuel nitro drag racing and the general public. I agree with that. hundred percent. That's the biggest divide is you're, you're out pricing so many people and mm-hmm. it's, this is going to sound terrible. It's not anybody's, it, it's not anybody's problem other than Mike just right. popped off and said, I'm done with y'all um, yeah, because it's so expensive to run those cars. So yeah. it, it's it not, is- you can't walk up to a guy and say, Hey man, look, we're going to need you to cut your expenses by a lot so we can charge a cheaper ticket and you still got to put on the same show. That's hard. You can't do that, but it's also hard for tracks, promoters, um, and even the series itself in NHRA. It's hard to find, it's hard to find the um, happy medium, I guess you would say of who you're trying to. I mean, like I was just thinking about this. Like, I don't know why, I don't know if, I mean, obviously apparently guys, I'm not going to show the stream anymore because we're going to get in trouble. Um, I don't understand from what I understand, this is completely within the confines of fair use, but uh, whatever, but whatever, check this out. This is uh, the standard theme park ticket for Disney world. They just showed a commercial for Disney world. It's 109 bucks. If you can go to Disney world, for a hundred and nine dollars, can go to the racetrack. Well, drag racing needs to do better. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Disney World lately? Like the place they don't even move trash above ground. Yeah. All trash is moved in tunnels below the par- the park, so that you're not bothered by trash being rolled around. Right. Mike Gunter saying one hundred and thirty nine dollars on the weekend. I'm saying if if Disney World is one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Drag racing needs to be be about nine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know I mean, like, Tyler, I'm being honest. We got a good question here from Holden Heath. Between PDRA, NHRA, and NPK, which platform would you rather host? NPK. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all three have their advantages. I'll be dead honest. Um, from my standpoint, NPK is the easiest because of. I will just be honest and say it. It's less maintenance. It's less headache. They bring in the hoops, show. I mean, less they bring hoops in their to jump through, and they bring in everything. Um, I, yeah. the hardest day that I had with MPK was Thursday. We had to set up camera angles and set the lights. That was it. That was the hardest day I had. Now everybody that worked the gates is sitting at home watching this right now, going, "I'm going to kill that son of a bitch when he comes to the office tomorrow," <laughs> <laughs> because that they had their butts kicked on, in ticketing department. But right. from from a management standpoint, I'll be dead honest with you. I enjoyed MPK probably a lot more because it was something different. 
Um, it gave me a reason or a chance to try a new safety program with AMR. We, we did some different stuff safety-wise. Um, the parking plan, like I was telling you all about earlier with the sheriff's company, um, we were able to kind of fine-tune some stuff knowing that NHRA is coming back in 22. So we're like, oh, okay. We did this in 19. Let's try this. See if it works. If it does, we'll keep it for an HRA. And you guys didn't get an HRA event in 20 or 21, right? Yeah, we've been, we missed it for two years. So we've because, been, because you were early on the schedule in 21 yes. and then something with the government up there or whatever. Was yeah, that? we were still under in 20, of course. We, that was everybody yeah, was wrecked on that deal. Ago, yeah. And then in 21, we were still under 30% capacity right. that early in the year. It's crazy. Um, you haven't had an HRA event in two years. Yeah. It's kind of, and it was funny because in in nineteen that was my first year being there. Uh, of course, second year of Tommy owning the place, and then nineteen was my first national event. And I was telling them, I'm like, man, you know, I kind of got a handle on this. Now I see what needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was like, Poof, no chance. <laughs> so I'm personally kind of looking forward to the challenge of, of having the national event back. Um, we've made a lot of changes internally. And a lot of changes in the facility since then. So I'm really looking forward to it. But I'll be honest, they all three have their perks. Uh, MPK was a fan spectacle. I'm going to say that. It was more of a fan race. Um, NHRA is the wow. Oh, boy. Hey, look at this. It's big, loud, goes boom show. And PDRA, in my opinion, is the best door slammer racing in the country. So you kind of have a little bit of everything with all three. Um but as far as for a workload or anything like that, I enjoyed MPK as a fan and as a track operator. Um, but PDRA will always be special, even though it's a lot on my shoulders. A lot. Tell of I think the I, about, I genuinely. I, I kind of got like a, a follow up on that. Yeah, good. Tell Perfect. us about all of the well, not all of it because we'll be here all night. But what are some of the upgrades that uh, the Franklin family have made recently? or are planning to make maybe before that NHRA national event rolls around yeah. this, this facility. I mean, this place was, was left for dead 10 years yeah. ago or whatever. It uh, was it set, it set vacant. It set vacant. Uh, it was unused. It was kind of rotting away. And now I, it's like the number one test. I mean, listen, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one uh, thing it, you guys have a lot of big events, but it's like the number one testing venue I bet in the United yeah. States. We test a lot. So I've, been, I've been there a lot this year. <laughs> yeah, redone the whole track. I mean, yep. I, the, the obvious upgrades are there, but what's some more stuff that, that's in the works that you can uh, tell us about? So, like, a lot of things uh, Tommy did early. I, I'll be honest and say it was one of those deals where when he purchased a facility in October of 17, there had Tommy to be, Franklin. Tommy Franklin, Owner, yes. yeah. Right. So there are people here that maybe don't know. Correct. Sorry, Tommy my bad. Pro Nitro no, no, Pro yeah, superstar, superstar, world yeah, champion. Tommy, yeah, thank you. That, that Tommy Franklin. Um, Tommy and Judy purchased the facility. Um, immediately in the offseason, of course, that was the closure of Englishtown. Um, a lot of people don't really know the timeline of that. That is how we came up having a national event. Um, when Englishtown closed, the phone call was made. And there was already a small plan to, to redo some concrete at the racetrack and work on the racing surface um, that was already down. And then the, um, the phone call was made for NHRA. Then that happens. Then the phone call goes from Tommy Franklin to Mark Perkinson, Mark and Buddy Perkinson, who run PDRA with us, won a world championship in Top Sportsman. Um, they were ripping the, the racetrack up at the time. And Tommy called Mark and Buddy and said, hey, I know we were just doing the eighth mile 
you're going to need to do the entire quarter mile. And this was like January 30th, February 1st, if not later in the timeline. So, of course, if anybody knows the Perkinsons, they're like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and, of course, Tom, Tommy's, yep, got to do it. And off they went. And it was, I think it was 1,560 feet of concrete. Um, wow. We, he got an award for it in 2019. It's the Golden Trial Award in concrete. It's the flattest and smoothest surface in the world for a drag strip. Um, at the same time as that's going on, uh, Musco lighting was contacted. LED lighting goes up. Wow. First first racetrack in the world to have LED lighting on the drag strip, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just this year alone, I will say this, just this year alone, we've done pit lighting. So all of our pits are LED lit. Um, new PA system, all brand new amps, brand new speakers, um, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got a new concessions manager. He has remodeled our hot rod grill. It's doing an excellent job there. And we've also purchased a 50 by 150 building that will go at the end of the grandstands. Uh, it's about to begin construction very soon. In the grand scheme of things, um, this will be our nitro zone at the NHRA national event. We'll be inside, um, and it will house a speed shop, an apparel shop. Racing fuel will be sold there, tires, small knickknack performance stuff. And the all-in-all end goal for that building will be to have a on-site bar and grill. Um, Man, that's awesome. badass. Yeah. The, the Franklin family and their commitment to drag racing just on a, is just on a whole separate yeah. level. I mean, it's there. It knows no bounds. <clears throat> no These doubt. There, and they love the whole it. family races. Now Amber's in a big car. Yep. Uh, Judy's got a uh, what an S10. S10 yeah, Judy's races. got an S10. They, yeah. hey, they, they own the they own weekend. the series, own the Did track. You? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they. Yeah. I, I'll, I've said this for ever since I met Tommy and Judy in 2018 when I was prepping for PDRA for the first. That was when I met them. Was was then, and yes, sir, pimping and limping. That would be the same Buddy Parkinson that just won World Street Nationals. By the way, I'll need my cut off that racing field you picked up the other day. Um, but Judy's uh, awesome. Awesome people, and then but Judy. And Tommy have been fully engulfed in PDRA for longer than the racetrack. Racetrack comes up for sale, and and I'll be honest, both of them said we don't want to see our home track close, and that's how it happened. Like uh, wow. there was not a there was not a deal of oh man this you know this has been a lifetime goal or anything like that. It was they've raced there forever. Tommy's won. It was EOP a decision made in there. the in the name of self preservation. Yep. I was pretty that's excited. Incredible. I'll be honest. Yeah, but um, Mike Gunner said it earlier <clears throat> when I came up there for the No Prep Kings event. I talked to and saw every member of the Franklin family before I got in the gate. Yep. I saw Tommy, both of his daughters, and Judy. And before Amber, I got in the gate. Blake. Yeah, like they're parking cars, sweating, like out there grinding. Yeah. You know, at their. And I, the only other track I've been to where I've seen the same thing, and maybe it's just because I don't know the owners and their family, is Darlington. Russell, Dee and his kids, they are out there doing their thing whenever they have an event. But I saw all four Franklin family family members plus boyfriend before I entered the gate at VMP when I came from the I, I really hope that Blake uh, likes drag racing. I hope he knew what he was getting into. Yeah. He better like yeah, when, when he and Amber, Amber yeah. first started dating. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and I've said this – for a lot of years, 
and it really goes for the for the fact of of this family. And I'll say it to anybody. I don't even know if I've ever told them this. One of my favorite memes is the the top of the meme is like a leader, and it shows a leader's out front leading the pack, and then it shows a boss that's sitting up on a pedestal pointing a finger. That that family to me is a definition of a leader, and for me to be kind of under their wing and learn through them the morals of that through their electrical business and now into the motorsports world, it's taken me to a different level to remember that, hey, look, you can go tell your guys to pull trash all day long, but you got to get out there and hustle it with them. Yeah. You might not have to do the same thing, or you may be doing something completely different, but you got to hustle and do your part. And, and being a leader, showing that to all of your employees is important. Yep, that's it right there. Yeah, that's it. That, that is my favorite one. I'll head Wes, back. Is, Wes is that top one. <laughs> oh, get the finger down. Buddy. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man, man. I was literally just doing all of our Christmas, uh, Christmas planning. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Too soon. Do you yeah, need the mailing address to DMP? Yeah, no, <laughs> but you're exactly right. I'm, I'm going to need I a job, actually, Tyler. I remember Got asking, plenty. what year was it that Tommy went to Ducks Race? 2016 or 17. I was there racing and did not know him. Yeah, okay, so you were there in the little silver yes. car. Right. I was there in my um, ultra street car. Was like, yeah, okay. So you were there in the silver ultra street car, and Tyler was there, and I was trying to hire a sales guy, a couple of sales guys, and I literally cornered Tommy, yep. and I said, "Hey, man, uh, I'm not afraid to ask a question. Like I, like I'm looking to learn." And I remember grabbing Tommy, and I was like, "Dude, you got a big business. Can you talk to me a little bit about like your compensation plans and how you handle sales relationships and whatnot?" And like. This dude, he was all basically his big thing was like, I want people to be rewarded for their efforts. Yep. Like when I have people that work hard and put in the time and effort, I want to make sure they know I appreciate it. And like he goes, I mean, it was funny because it's simple and we all know these things or it's easy to say them out loud. But like he goes, listen, when you have good, when you have good people, you need to make sure they know you appreciate them and you've yep. got to fight like I think one of the conversations, what it ultimately became was a conversation about how hard it is to keep, to keep good people, good people, you know, because the really good people, they're going to go off and do it on their own. They're enterprising people. They're going to go do their own thing. And the hardest thing is when you get a, a superstar trying to wrap your arms around them and keep them as long as you can. And it was a, it was a great, I mean, it was a conversation that I think is still paying dividends today, five, six years later, you know, kind of amazing. hundred percent. And, and Tommy has always told me since I started here and I have these conversations a lot is I'll get frustrated with, with stuff, whether it's people, racers, whatever it is. Yeah. And he will always end just about every conversation with that is a product of wanting some, wanting better for someone than they want for themselves. Yeah, and he's always told me that is a good quality of a leader, and he's always shown that to me, and and being able to learn that from him, yeah. just after one conversation of talking to him at, at PRI, I'm like that dude's got his stuff together. Like, don't know him other than a racer right now, but that's impressive. Like, this guy's knows business, and I need to listen to what he says, and, and that's been for me at 29 years old. That is that's better than any college degree is ever going to tell you. 29. Is that how old you are right now? Yes. How old were you when (laughs) I met you? 11. When we met? 
Yeah, eleven. No, <laughs> no, but you probably were like. Tyler wasn't even old enough to drive a tractor. No, no, were you I like was 16, 17, 18 probably. When well, I think it was eighteen. I think because Lyle, we met in Holly Springs when I worked there. We did, and I was twenty. So I think I think Wes and I met when I was nineteen or twenty. I was gonna say I don't think you were twenty. I, I don't think I, so. I'm fairly certain you were a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. Mister Drag Illustrated. <laughs> uh, it's funny because think about it. When I met you, I was as old as you are right now. Yep. You know what I mean? And, it's, and I can uh, remember writing stories for you. Yeah. And, man. and doing photography and, and and like that's the fun part of like I've got a, a young kid that's he's the son of one of my employees. And, and I see, like, greatness out of this kid. And he's only 15 years old right now, has begged for a job for, like, forever. Ever it's since I've been feeling in the world. And I'm like, dude. You can see one from, ooh, like, 100 miles away. Yes, sir. I sit there every day and I go, man, can that kid be old enough yet? Because he yeah. is an excellent young man. Um, he's 15 years old. And he's already graduated high school. Yeah. Kid is. What? Yes, sir. Already. He's 15 years old. And has graduated high school, graduated with like a 3.9 GPA. I mean, kid is flat out stellar, and all he wants to do is work the racetrack. It's, uh, dude, it, that's crazy to think about. Like, we hired Nate. I hired Nate mm-hmm. Wagon that runs the magazine now, editor-in-chief of the magazine. When he was seven, I mean, I think we first met, he was 16 years old. I ended up writing a letter to his high school so that he could finish they get i don't know how it all worked out i wrote a bunch of letters i remember that much uh just making shit up left and right but basically he he graduated high school based on his experience at the magazine going around races nate that was mature then that was the greatest we are now yeah (laughs) oh yeah really is and now you look back at that going how in the heck did i wing that like i remember him saying like hey wes um could you write like a letter that would let me finish my senior year of high school going to work for uh, Doug Foley, like going around and doing the drag racing experience stuff? It's so funny to think about this stuff because I don't know, a lot's happened. You know what I mean? Yes. It's been a relatively short amount of time, but a lot has it really happened. Really has. It's, a it, lot has happened. I mean, it's like James. We, we really only had the afterburners on for like the last you know 10 years. years or so it feels like but yeah. it's like I, I i feel like we've been doing this for 30 years i mean that's literally <laughs> what it feels like i told it's, we were talking about it today at lunch um a couple of my employees and i went out to lunch today and i said do y'all realize that thanksgiving is next week like a couple of weeks ago it was april and we were yeah. starting the season hey, amen brother yeah. like holy smokes but like and I, I remember growing up and and my mom's boss, which was probably one of the greatest superintendents ever in a, like a public school system. He would tell he would tell my mom. He would tell me, "Man, time flies. Y'all got to enjoy it when you're young." And I'm like, "Man, what is he talking about?" Like, you know, all you can I do is wish school. you were older. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to school right now, and this dude is telling me that time flies. It, there's no way, man. He was right. Wait till you have kids. No, I, I told somebody this weekend. This I said the last house. thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the last thing I remember was the Fourth of July. You know yeah. what I mean? And like tomorrow's Christmas, basically. Basically, you know what I mean? It's it's just the wildest thing in the world, and I don't know, I, I don't know what it is, but it's this very odd thing. Of I mean, time really does fly, yes, man. man. I mean, it's but I will you say get this. moving. Oh. I will say this, and I, and I, and I know this has got to be why it feels that fast. It's because we all enjoy what we do. Yeah. 
It if we hurt. all hated you, life, it definitely don't hurt. If we all hated our programs, you're right. And if you hang out with Wes, you will never be bored. There, no. There's never a dull moment with Wes. I told someone uh, we recently made an addition here at uh, the magazine, and, and I told it can this be person, said, "It's going to be said publicly, right? This is a big deal." I, My, I don't know. I think I think I think we're waiting. We're going to wait to tell you about that one. All right, but uh, yeah, and, and I said, "Hey, or I can tell you the one thing I can tell you is you will you will never be bored again. <laughs> I promise <laughs> you, you will never have free a, a free moment. We we will fill up every free moment you have." With something, we keep it moving around here. I'm trying right to do now. shit out here, bro. Yeah. He's trying to do. Wes shit. has been trying to do shit ever since. <laughs> ever since I met, I met him, <laughs> the, dude. I'm within 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 three minutes of me meeting him, he had me working on something. Dude, yeah. I googled. Yes. listen to this. Same right, program. Seriously. Look, this is a big deal. You've got I'm Lyle working and don't even have him paid yet. I know. Yeah. Fitting this is how it starts, Lyle. You have to do a year or two unpaid. <laughs> Look, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll, I'll put in the work for a little while. I drove uh, for Richard Freeman this year. You know, like I'm you know how that, you know how that unpaid deal. In my time, I love you, Richard. Yes. <laughs> nice pitch. <laughs> Interim project here. <laughs> you definitely ain't get paid. <laughs> you know, um, but seriously, Mike. I literally was typing into Google Drive. I was looking for a picture of um alexis de Joria. i was i can't remember what it was for it wasn't like i was going to set it as the wallpaper of my phone or anything i was just literally looking for a photo i can't remember what i was doing fanboy whatever fanboy <laughs> i type in alexis de Joria and guess what showed up mike the the very first the, cover. the very first cover and spread you did for the magazine in 2000 what seven i think that was six Actually, six. Yeah, it's when you know you're a star, when Google I, I, recognizes it, it's when you know you've made it. I'm like Mike uh, Carpenter's done it. I don't even. It's, so, it's been a it's been a long 15 years, guys. You see this this now. Me and Peyton Manning are starting our, uh, <laughs> our hair hair uh, receding program. When uh, oh. the, the well, the I five beat head, you to that. Five head that. program. Yep. <laughs> I'm not. Lyle, it kind of looks like you're pointing at something. I am, Wes. Well, I'm about to give you for talking about my widow's peak. Where the eyebrows used to be, no? That's that's a widow's mountain. That's not just a peak. That's a that that redefines the widow's peak. Keep on. I'm just jealous. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Keep on. Yeah, you should be. Wes, I had that when I come out. Yeah, what? Yes, you can talk more than anybody because you're the farthest away. Mike Carpenter oh. screwed. Oh, yeah, y'all are right <laughs> up the road. Yeah, Mike, real close. Real yeah. close. <laughs> Mike, real close. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna work tomorrow and grab a torque race. I'll come wreck that room you're in. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and Lyle, Lyle should beat up and do the show from one location. We really you should. should, Lyle. In all seriousness, um. Is there something like a like? There's something really important directly in front of you. Like I was just trying to figure out. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, hang on, hang on one second. Oh, wait, wait. I knew it. Wait one second. Here it comes. Actually, Wes, yeah, yeah, Wes, there is this guy. Oh wait, hang on. Oh, I can't leave this one out. <laughs> Let me just put it. Oh, 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 yeah. Let's make, let's make everybody go. cry. That's another good one. Conan O'Brien. Hey, yeah, you're absolutely oh. right. 
Yep. <laughs> Lyle, I'm never yeah, getting a haircut let's, again. Let's let's break into tears. How do you ever look at those and go like, "What the fuck?" Like you have two Wallies behind you. Well, see, I don't. That's ever, what everybody said when he won both of the. Races. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever have, like. I don't ever have to not one. look at them though because I take them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like to be like my, I would just check the. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I'll admit it. I don't really give a shit. You went to the mailbox but, with it, didn't you? No, no. I just checked the camera to see if my wife was still sitting, like right in here. We've got a dog <laughs> camera, you know, so I checked to see if she was still in there. And she's so not. that's how you touch base with your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew like, it. The dog, check the dog cam. Yeah, and uh, and like she's super annoyed when I bring them to bed, you know. But I'm like, look, <laughs> I was gonna ask if you and Melville cuddled with one of them. Oh, dude, she did. No, I mean, she's proud, like that we've you know, accomplish this and whatnot. But at some point it's like, really? Wow. Like we're taking them to, to dinner again. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's been 34 days since we won the last one, babe. Anniversary time to go. You know, hey babe. But, hey babe. How are you doing back there in the back seat? Cause I got the yeah. up here in the passenger <laughs> yeah. seat. Yeah. I don't really airbags. know. Got to have the airbags up here. If we have another good year next year, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, are we going to buy a different car, like a panel van or something? Like, I got to have spots for these things. Like, I mean, there's paint worn off of this one. Look, like the P on Champion is gone. I don't know if you have uh, the lights too bright. But because I've rubbed on it too much. Lyle. And I'm not scared to admit it. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about NHRA Pro Mod on Wednesday. I do want to remind everybody, the West Buck Show, Mike Carpenter and I uh, go bonkers along with JT Hudson, Murder Tundra, talking about drag racing every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to talk about this. Um, but, Lyle, are you intending to go uh, NHRA Promo drag racing in 2022? Is that, like, I mean, a foregone conclusion at this point? 100, 200, and 500% we're in. Same, same program? Yeah. Elite, uh, modern back racing? With, back with Elite. Um, back with Richard Freeman, Justin Elks, my crew chief, Anthony Lum, Ben, Mike, the whole crew. Um, can I come with can I Can I get a shirt? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I'll just hold the like, like me, though, you don't get paid. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll stage you up. Perfect. Uh, you're going to fight my dad for that one. I don't know if you've seen him, though. Oh, yeah. Mark's <laughs> I, got that. I, oh, I don't. Go there. I, you know what? Is your dad got like a golden gloves background or what's up with your dad? Because he's got them like I would fight a guy's shoulders. Oh, yeah, Mark's he was, bad, dude. He was, a, he, was, he was a bodybuilder back in the day. Was uh, he? he still, that yeah, makes he, sense. He carried, like, okay. In fact, I'm going to see – I think my grandmother may have some some pictures of him in his like – in his in his thing, you know, like spray tanned yeah, up. Man. Don't you do really, it. I, I'm do in on heartbeat. it, bro. I'm in. He'll knock, um, boy, he'll knock that beard I, off your face. I'm going to go ahead and lay down another time. one that's going to turn into a drinking game, but uh, old boy's built like a brick shit house. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen him oh, a yeah. couple times. I'm like, man, I don't think we anybody wants to mess with Mark. I you promise. know what I mean? Look, like, I'm, I'm just telling you, you don't. Like, I, said, I, yeah, I'm, I guess he never took you to the gym with him, did he, Lyle? No, not really. <laughs> oh, no. Now, there's some pictures of Lyle yeah. on a Mexican vacation. With fucking abs, uh, oh, all yeah. veins. Oh, no. Were you checking out, Lyle? Hey, man. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm no, pointing. I'm po- hang on, hang on. I'm pointing at the guy that was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stay slim and light for that race car. Yeah, I did. no, dude. yeah. But then I got you, Lyle. Weren't you? You were all into yeah. it. Admit it. You and genetically, I'll admit, genetically, like I can go to the gym for not very long, and like 
get big and stuff. And it's all because of my dad. It has nothing to do with my hard work or anything, my diet or anything like that. I, I do not have that ability just for the right. Me neither. But back to what we were talking about. I've never set foot in it. the next subject. Yeah. <laughs> um, I drank yes. a whole bottle of wine just so y'all know. It's gone. Perfect. You too. Yeah. I need another Facebook, beer. Facebook's going to kick out. us off here next. But I, we don't know what car. Uh, probably the the more than likely the Harris, Jim Harrison, Jake, and Clint Harrison own uh, Camaro that I ran at the end of the year. Um, but we're still figuring all that out logistically. But more than, more than like definitely in a turbo car. Um, I think I've, I've I feel at home in there. Uh, I'm back where I need to be. And uh, it will be turbo powered no matter what. Um, more than likely, though, it'll be in the same car that I've been in here the past couple races. So, do you think we're going to have you guys be in, like, obviously, Justin Elks, Modern Racing, kind of, you know, finishing so many cars and being involved with so many of these teams? Do you expect to see some more turbo cars back in the fold in 2022, Lyle? Or have you heard any scuttlebutt? Or I, I mean, I think that. On average, I'm probably going to be the only one most of the time. I do think you nice may see a couple maybe come back here and there, but I don't think you're going to see this huge influx of turbo cars. You know, yeah, like everybody, I mean, I'll admit it, and I'm sure Eric, Eric Dillard would as well. Whatever ProLine's doing is what the majority is going to do. That's just the way it works. You know, like they've got, they have a very well old machine down there in Ballground, Georgia. And if they choose the Pro Charger, then that's the way everybody's going to go. Look at Pro Boost, you know, in yeah. Tyler. You know, like I would. I mean, the majority are Pro Charge. Am I right? One hundred percent. We're know, probably. And, so do you see this this comment here, guys, from Clifford yes. Heard? And he And I want to shout out Clifford. Um, we don't know each other. We haven't met. I hope we get to one of these. He watches every week. Um, thank you for being a part of this. Ryan Martin is talking about going screw blower next year. If you haven't heard anybody going twin turbo. Do you think we're going to see anybody pop up with a screw, Lyle? I do. In uh, NHRA Pro Mod is what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I'll fix our way back in yeah. NHRA Pro Mod. I think, I so. think, I think you'll, see, you'll see a couple. Um, at first, I thought there would be no way that anybody would try that. Somebody but does. I've since been told by crew chiefs that they are bringing one. Uh, really? At least one. And I I've heard. I, can, I well, bet the, I can the, name one team that'll try it. Yeah. And I've heard of at least one more, possibly two more that are going to try it. Um, and I, you know, one of myself and this crew chief I'm talking about, we're talking about it the other day and it's kind of, they've, NHRA is taking the complete opposite approach that they took with the pro charger. They let the pro charger in with just kind of free reign, like go out there and stomp everybody's ass for a little while. Uh, they bring the screw blower in, um, kind of under, underpowered and a little bit behind the eight ball, I think. And I, it, maybe you'll see it kind of come around sooner they can just keep giving it a little bit here and there instead of costing teams 100 to 150 grand at a time to try and, and knock the bottom out of it so i think it'll be interesting but um i think for the most part it's going to be predominantly pro chargers and roots blowers uh you'll have the two or three nitrous cars i think probably myself. i was just about to ask that with nitrous getting weight do you think you'll have nitrous cars yes or no yeah i don't i don't think it's going to affect them much um jeffrey barker and ricky smith obviously are going to stick with it yeah. and chad green told me in vegas uh that he would be back with the pro mod next year so nitrous that's what he said nitrous um, guys are hard-headed man they're gonna stick with it yeah you would know yep absolutely <laughs> 
can't you can't change. You can't once take you go, it out. Once of you go, you can't go back. Hey Tyler, the the screw blown deal. I mean, that's pretty competitive combination in, in pro boost. We saw the the one that really sticks out to me is Chris Klein. Like that's a that's been a, a game changer for him. You know, his car, uh, heavier car. He needed something to be able to compete. And Agreed. with the screw blower, I mean, he's right there. You know, he's I think he's he's picked up tremendously. Um, so. What's your take on this whole NHRA rule thing as far as how you guys implemented the screw blowers versus how they're doing it? We were, and I'll be honest, it was probably easier for us to do it. Mm -hmm. um, we were kind of already in kind of an ET range of knowing, I don't, I'm not going to say knowing what it will run, but PDRA was one of the last to jump on board with the screw blower deal. Um, NMCA had already had that. Lyle, I'm giving you, we're giving you a thousand bucks. I'll give All right, you we need to put some money in tomorrow. that. I'll give you a thousand dollars tomorrow. Thanks, Tyler, get PDRA to match it up. Get yeah, Tyler, we need to put some. We need to put some money Tyler, in on that. Tyler, Good job, get PDRA Lyle. to match it. Put the Lyle, link. I'm giving you a thousand bucks. Put the link in the tomorrow. comments in here, Lyle. Yeah, I'll give you a thousand right, bucks tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Good job on that, Lyle. Good job, Lyle. I'm giving Thanks, you a thousand bucks tomorrow. Put it. Put it out there. And we'll and and like on the screw blower deal, we were close. Um, we had some good help with people like Billy Stockland and others that were we knew were not going to come race the series. Um, we reached out, had some good conversations. Um, I will say Billy's name. Billy was a great help. He's been a longtime friend of mine, and, and he helped me a lot with knowing power at levels and stuff like that. And we really were close. Um, that was about the same time the Pro Charger came in into the fold and really took off. So not only were we trying to battle one power adder, we were battling two at the same time. So – I really feel like the screw blower was a good deal for us. Um, like you said, Mike, Chris Klein's deal, heavier car. Mm -hmm. The You have way more guys out there with heavier cars that need horsepower than you have lightweight cars that you're taking horsepower away from. Um, good point. And, and by looking at that at the end of the day for a series and for, for any promoter, you got to have cars in a parking lot to sell a ticket to a spectator and you got to have tech cards sold to put on a, put on a race. So, so I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, then that car is iconic. Oh, it's a yes. one-off Plymouth. That's what NHRA needs. I think that's what they're hoping happens with this rule change, but I don't think that it's it's going to happen the way that they're no. they're, they're no. thinking. They need, see. they need more. We, we, we get on this tangent every week. But oh, they yeah. needed to do something to get a car like a, a Chris Klein yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that show, in my opinion. I agree, and, and we all do. Um I'll be honest, one of my favorite Pro Nitrous cars is Rob Honeycutt. Why? Because it's not a 69 Camaro. And, yeah, if people, and if people know me, I love a 69 Camaro. I own one. My dad owned one. It's my first race car. Like, But it's something different. There's How about, I, I mean, I'm switching gears ever so slightly, but I think it's worth it because we got Tyler on here tonight. And I think, Tyler, tonight you've graduated into recurring guest role. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry, Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. Great. How, I have no other life. No. How proud of you? How proud of this are you? This Big is the time. World Door Slammer, uh, World Street Car, uh, World Street Nationals in Orlando. This right again, uh, Kurt Stedding. Look at that. That's awesome. They're One all of, your racers, man. We were Jason Reese, uh, our new social media marketing guy. We went back and forth. He's done a great and, job. Uh, excellent, excellent guy. And he, him and I talked about how impressive PDRA looked at Orlando, not only in Pro Bond, but in 
top sportsman with Buddy and, and Bruce Thrift and some others. And then in 632, I, lost, yeah. I mean, they flat dominated there. Um, but yeah, our pro mod guys, I'm, and, and Dude, I'm just going mean, to say it if you're going to Bradenton and you yeah, have a race with PDRA, you better year. bring it because our racers show up to play. And by the way, speaking of NPK that we were supposed to be doing this whole thing on, yeah, I know. you might want to pay attention to this round. It gets a little drama field. Oh, really? I, I'm right, not so like, spoiling the whole deal. Are we at no, the no, semis no, now? Uh, at semis? I think we're in third round. I think this is third round. Yeah, one, two, quarter, three, four. Quarter. Um, I think it's four cart. We're down to eight cars. Down to eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, round this is this is the Jerry Bird Kai Kelly deal, right? Uh, no. Something else. Oh, oh okay. I'm not going to spoil it, Mike. I thought I thought Bird. Well, yeah. And by the way, for spoilers here. if anybody has not figured it out about Virginia Motorsports Park, whoever originally built this place had no, no way that they have ever driven a race car and thought that pointing the racetrack towards the sun following <laughs> the day I knew what you were was say. a brilliant idea. Yeah. All these onboard cameras, every time I see them, I'm like, Woo, no wonder our guys don't like racing in the afternoon. So we're down to this, guys. Um, we've got uh, Mike Marillo versus – Cody Baker, we've got uh, Ryan Martin versus. Uh, is this over? Rich Breeder, the first pair. Okay, all right. Rich uh, Birdman versus Murder Nova. Jerry Bird versus Kai Kelly. It's kind of crazy because when they get down to eight cars, they're pretty much all superstars. Yeah. Um, I will say Silva Mike is asking. I'm curious where you're tuning in from, Silva Mike. Let us know where you're watching from. I've been trying to get Ryan Martin on the show. He was supposed to be here last Monday. But they're filming a lot right now, so I'm they're trying to – They're going to start filming soon. I think they've yeah. got a little break right now, but they're they're ramping back up for the next show. So Who for I'm, I'm sure we'll this. get him on here soon enough. Do we need to call Ryan? I – well, listen. I'll get all – yeah. Dean lost to Justin earlier because he said he couldn't see the light due to the sun. Hey, it's you raw. guys do have a little bit of an interesting deal there, right? It's what, you gotta wait. I mean, I mean I, I've been to many races what do you there do? where it's just, we just wait till the sun we do. goes down. Yep, we we have moments where we just have to say, "Hey, we're we're gonna have to be on a on a time delay." And we, it's funny during the production meetings, we discussed this and discussed, "Hey, if you're gonna run from this time to this time, you might want to try to schedule your round to be done at I think it was six o'clock, and then try to schedule in, you know." daily driver and some of the other classes that aren't the invitational um, yeah. during the, the rough time. And I, I think it was this round. I know it was Friday, Friday. We had a, a small oil down and it pushed us back in team attack to right in front of it. And it was like, sorry, is guys. It cool to see Tyler for you as a, like a hardcore fan of radio racing as well as you really while, well, is it cool to see Rich Bruder out here doing his doing the yeah. damn thing? Yeah, Ryan as well. I mean, Ryan Ryan came from radio, and, and it's oh, there's several. You know, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of our guys that that. I mean, Justin, I can really race him. Definitely came from there. Yep. Know. Um, I think there's several. You know, and <clears throat> according to Donald Long, it's like it's sacrilegious. You know, he thinks that it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, you know, those, those guys just. I mean, really followed the money and I guess you could say the cloud or whatever you want to call it, you know, but, and they're all successful. Like none of them are duds. They're race winners, you know, and 
I guess he could take some credit, right? You know, they, they started with me and, and got their feet wet and, you know, and whatnot, radio racing, you know, and I guess that's true, but I think it's cool to see them there, you know, and I've dabbled in it just a little bit in the small tire stuff and would love to go to the big show, but um, no, I think it's great. I do too. hundred percent. I think the Bruders are great guys, man. I remember Mike, uh, do you remember when we had him on the cover of the magazine? Yeah. John four went up to yeah. New Jersey um, from Atlanta to New Jersey. We shot photos of the, the only place we could find that was well lit enough to shoot the cover of the magazine was a gas station. So we <laughs> literally, yeah, we had to find a gas station in New Jersey. Turned out badass. To shoot the cover. It did turn yeah, out man. badass, man. Um, uh, I'm going to try to find that. Here's actually. part of your drama right here. As part of this. Well, we saw. Okay. Did, so did it look like it, Bruder Tyler, guessed, I don't know what's going like on. He guessed the light against Ryan, right? Well, there's there's Blake Denton that was now a spotter on the racetrack. Um, Sean, I think he – I can't remember if it was it was a line, busted an uh, oil line, and found it after the water box or uh, after the burnout. So, of course, strings all the way out there. I'm behind you guys. Hold on. Oh, well, Sorry. So it was, you know, one of those moments where how bad is it? What's going to happen? You know, is Birdman going to wait on him? That type thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it it's funny watching it on camera. It lasted a lot longer than that in person. There was a period of time where there was discussion of, hey, we're going to wait on him to fix the line, et cetera, et cetera. And – of course, me being in the racetrack side, I'm thinking I'm going to have to clean this racetrack up of all this oil, and he's going to sit right here and fix the oil line, and we're going to go at it like this. Is, I like I love Sean like a brother, but dang, this is different. Yeah. And, uh, Who's the chick in the workout gear? Is that I'm not sure. I think that's Birdman's crew. I think it's her or his crew chief, or I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah, she's always she's out a, there. She's always with him. She needed to put on a shirt. Hot. <laughs> I've got a daughter, man. That shit freaks me out. You do? You know what I mean? I don't. I've got a, it's like, man, can we just put on like a hoodie? I don't. You know what I mean? Like, hit me, hit me with a hoodie. You know what I mean? Like, leave some to the imagination. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, and it was funny because I'm, and I've known Kai for years through the, through some street stuff and some prep stuff. And I look back and Kai's sitting in the tunnel right behind Sean's deal. And I'm on the scrubber going, whoo. I can't drag this thing. I, I can't do anything, but you know, you can't go put product down. A normal cleanup for us is, Hey, you know, go scrape it up, do what you need to do, wash it, get it clean and then drag it. And, and so what, it. what is, that's a great one. That was Tyler. so hard. So for what me. is, uh, what's the strat or what's the, so there's an oil down on a no prep surface. What do you do? So the Sorry, first man. thing we did was where it was located. It was still in some rubber. Um, so we were able to scrape some of it up, but then it was go out there with a scrubber. That was it. We did, we weren't able to put the drag on it or anything like that. And, and I can say I was a nervous wreck watching Kai about to stage up and take the tree. And the whole time I'm going, I've known Kai for a long time and I know how much horsepower he makes and all that, but I consider Kai to be one of the better no prep racers. Oh, for sure. Drivers. And I'm sitting there going, I, I don't want to be that guy. And um, after the event was over, I went over and, and we all kind of talked. 
And the craziest part of it all was he said that was his best run of the weekend compared to data. Really? And I don't know if it was because of the water and the scrubber and like took the heat out of the I don't know. But it was that's what it was. That's what I the only thing I can come up with is that we were out there with brushes and we I mean we really couldn't use a lot of chemical. We used lacquer thinner some, but not much. And it was just soap and water. And so what so what happened here? So is this the big drama guy? Jerry, Jerry Bird jumped like, the light. Yeah, Jerry Bird he, jumped the light. He goes past the scales and gives the win back to Kai after they argue or whatever. Yep, and they had had, I think, uh, in the in the middle of the team deal, um, amongst themselves, I think they had an agreement of, hey, if we're running each other and one of us jumps, if I, you know, we're gonna bypass the scales, and that's what happened here. Oh, um, like, do you see, like, everybody, did you hear that? Like, I don't know why he did yeah. that. I guessed, man. Yep. And it's wild. I mean, and it's, you see that happening more and more. And it was funny because at that race behind the scenes, we were all. He did get. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. And the. You oh, know, he was double one for, for sure. Oh, yeah. It went on for a while. And, like, behind the scenes when they got there, they were telling me about hey, we've had these problems of all these people are jumping. And, like, we can't get – you know, we've changed settings in the CompuLink and, and we're trying to make these people red light. If they're going to pay – if they're going to try to jump, we want them to pay for it. This and is maybe before they fixed it, though, right? This was – we actually – after the race, we tested some stuff and they took that on to other events. And we got closer on this. Lizzie actually got caught second round on a jump. And it did show a red light on hers. Um, so we were closer with some of the stuff that we tried to help with that. And then after the race, um, we got out there with rental cars and, and everything else and we're testing just ideas and found some stuff that was that turned out to be very helpful for them. So it was it's really cool now sitting back looking at it going, Oh, hey, this happened. This was a completely different deal in person. It wasn't completely different and the outcome never changed. Right. But it was like that was different. Like, so hey. is is the jumping forever? Like Mike Gunter and hey, shout out Mike Gunter. Like, what a cool thing it is that we've had this yeah. dude's out here one in hundred plus thousand dollar win. Uh, no local guy to VMP. Mike runs at VMP yeah, so, all the time. Yeah. So thanks for being here, Mike. Uh, Mike says jumping is gambling. It's racing, and it makes interesting. Makes it interesting. I mean, is this something that's always going to be a part of no prep instant green racing? Yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, I, it's no different than on the street. If you yeah. <clears throat> happen to crack loose at a button right about the time the light comes on, like, I don't understand that everybody's the only people that are butthurt about it are the people that get beat. Call. Their <laughs> right. You Either know, get right. Or get beat. right. You know, if, if I was on the winning end of it, I would be ecstatic, you know, I just jumped the light and beat whoever I just beat. And that was, you know, that was awesome and everything's good. But if I was on the other side, I would be mad about it. But it's no different than getting beat on a whole shot. Whole shot. Like I, just, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why everybody gets so up in arms and there's this huge discussion about how to fix it. Like, it just is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, Lyle. Lyle, I'm just asking. Um, how You don't know how it feels to get beat on a whole shot, but how does it feel to dish those out? I do know how it gets how it feels to get beat on a whole shot, but I'll oh, let me, Lyle can't let go of it, bro. Like we have Lyle likes sessions like every other day. Yeah, you want me to you want me to tell you pissed off about it. You want me to tell you the ones I've been beat on a whole shot by? I, I know them. Uh lights out like three or four by Ron Rhodes and Lee Spring. 
Yep. Uh, your race at Memphis. Yep. Matt Bell. Yep. I remember that one. And again, in the semis. In the semis. I thought and it was earlier this year. J.R. Gray <laughs> at the Gator Nationals. Got a little redemption for that one. Little rede- Hang on. Let me let me show you. I'm going to point at what happens when you went on a whole shot real quick. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> what about those whole oh, shots you got? That was great. It cancels them out. It all it works does. out. It all works out. I've won way more on a whole shot than I've lost yes. on a whole shot, but the ones that I've lost hurt, and they hurt bad. Yep. I, uh, I, and I, it's, I, I'll never let them go. And that's the but, same thing as, as the – jumping deal so to speak in, in the in the instant green or, or no prep or street racing in my opinion is hey i'm going up there i know i got to kill the christmas tree my hot rods a little behind i know i got to get everything i can get and you just happen to turn loose like we've all done it every one of us have done it in a race car of turn loose and go and, and leave and like turn loose the button going ooh, but go past the tree with a green light on going oh yeah i just got you it's game over yeah, but but he like Brian says, winning on a whole shot is one thing. With the same basic tree, both competitors react to the same lights, not counting in your head, hoping for the best. Well, it's still a gamble. Yeah, like yeah, I, I still, I still don't, that. I still disagree. I don't know if you're saying that it's bullshit or what, but if you are, and anybody on here that thinks that guessing the light in no prep kings is bullshit, I disagree. I think it's, it's just a visual thing. Part of it's, it's because we're used to seeing the lights drop and seeing Correct. the cars react somewhat the same. But in this deal, it's more uh I, I'll call it sloppy as far as like yeah. the, the tolerance. I think it. that's so, a good so, word. So, so you use, got, you, yeah. you've got a guy that will will jump and go green, and then the other guy's still sitting there, and you just don't see that when you have the tree actually drop and they're you know, you're yes. running a professional class. Yeah. So it, it just looks much worse than it actually is. It's really just one guy cutting a hell of a light and the other guy, you know, Sitting. being slow. So, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, no prep Kings racing is based around sloppy drag racing period. It's right. good. I, saw, I, like, I, I, like, mean, I mean, like, yeah, down and dirty. Think like, sloppy means, yeah. yeah, people, yeah. like to defend my, my boy here, Mike, like people will think sloppy is like yeah. a derogatory. Don't, don't drag. No, 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 no. I'm just saying backwood. No, yeah. yeah. It is. It's a little yeah. loose around. It like, is. Right. Right. The rule book is not like you're not cutting dry. Yeah. Right. A lot of gray. Right. I like and I am directly associated with what I consider sloppy drag racing. You know, like, <laughs> I love it. You know, like, I take my sloppy race car and go sloppy drag race all over the place, you know, and I have a lot of fun doing it. But Yes. Yeah, but like Mike, it's a mathematical equation. Yes, exactly. You know, like you don't it some I would say that ninety nine not ninety nine of the time, but if you're double O anything, you've gotten pretty close to guessing. Real you know, quick, like, we're on a commercial break. We've no, got no, no, no. Lyle Barnett here yeah. in the house, and I want to just run around the room real quick. Mike Carpenter with me pretty much every Wednesday, fifteen straight weeks in a row, Mike, right? I mean, it's a pretty big deal for us. Uh, we're very proud of it. Um, Tyler's uh, a recurring guest, Mike uh, Tyler Crossno, the P- representing the PDRA in Virginia Motorsports Park. Uh, Lyle Barnett, the Elite Motorsports Pro Mod team. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here, man, and everybody watching tonight. Thank you guys so much. I want to talk specifically, real quick, momentarily. Um, Lyle, you've told me, uh, and it's mainly because Mike Gunter, who I'm kind of, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm making friends with. Uh, Mike runs every top end race there seems to be like a little bit of a it's a different group of people 
that are running these no prep races and the group of people that are running these top end races. Can you guys like Tyler, you're a track promoter. You obviously run one of the, the, the best racetracks in the country. Um, let's just talk about this top end racing. Is this something that we're going to see maintain? Um, or do you think it's something that's going to go away? I'd love to hear both of your opinions. Uh, Lyle, we'll start with you. Um, cause you've told me that that's not really your scene. I'm just curious, man. Like, uh, let's talk about it a little bit. I, I think it's always going to be around, but I think you're going to start seeing it go away from these bigger racetracks and your, your local, um, kind of more backwoods outlaw style drag strips are going to keep it up. Correct. And I think that's all simply because of the insurance and what goes into running a racetrack like Tyler has, like Tyler has the perfect, the yeah. perfect top end, no prep style street side, as we call it racetrack to run at. It's long. It's one of the longest racetracks in existence, I would say. Yeah, um, I remember playing this the Virginia Motorsports Park on uh, what was it, Mike? NHRA drag racing. Yes, you didn't even need like, the shoots. Holy shit, man! You didn't need the shoots. You really yeah. don't, you know. No. And but from an insurance standpoint, a liability standpoint, you guys just can't do it. And I understand, you know. And I think you're gonna, even though it's the safest, concrete walls all the way down, no welded together K rail or bringing in Jersey barrier that's been sitting out behind Joe Bob's shop in the woods for six or seven years, you know, like, Hey, Joe Bob safest, comes through now. Come on. The safest place to do it. But I think it'll always be around, but I think it's going to get more and more unsafe just because they're going to start running at these outlaw tracks with openings in the K rail or no guard rail at all past the, you know, past the eighth mile. I mean, I just think it's going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get sketchier as time goes on, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Before you reply, Tyler, um, I spoke to Mike Gunter for an interview. Uh, it's in actually this issue of the magazine that Mike designed um, a couple of weeks ago. It's, it, it's called Seven Rounds Later. It's a story I mm -hmm. wrote that I'm actually, I'm actually pretty proud of because it was just uh, you, every once in a while when you're writing one of these stories, like you, you can tell you're on one. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like this seemed like a significant moment. And I think the thing that really stuck out to me stuck out to me was that Mike has like a relatively affordable hot rod. It reminds me of mm -hmm. beer money. You know what I mean? It reminds me of a car that like, I mean, to be honest, if you worked really hard and mowed a lot of yards, you could mm -hmm. have a car like that. Like it's not completely beyond. It's um, not beyond budget. Yeah, it's not beyond the scope of reality. Um, and that was what excited me about it because I'm thinking about like, man, this is a dude that's got like a really affordable car that a lot of people could have. Nothing super. I, I asked the question to Mike. I said, hey, is this a really exotic combination? And he laughed at me. He yeah. said, no, this is not an exotic combination. This is like off the shelf hot rod parts yeah. and for me i was genuinely excited to hear about a guy that had a hot rod that wasn't super exotic that wasn't something with some one-off intake manifold or one-off set of heads um that was out here when it racing bit for big money you know um it it felt special to me that he was racing for real deal dollars and cents and i just thought that was what made it special to me uh take us through this whole situation tyler from the perspective of a national event track operator, top end racing. It's I'm like, Lyle, 
and and I'll even say this: every bit of racing has it hits a peak hotspot, and I think it's at its peak. You know, we, we all talk about radio racing was at its peak 2017, 2018, 2016, that time frame. Um, Pro mod racing said it. You know, where is its peak and valley? Where is it? But the, you know, the the top end deal. Um, I'm like, wow, the insurance stuff. We now get questioned on that. Um, before when I first started, it did not. Um, the the part that has always scared me about it is if something happens, you know, you're you're set up to race one direction. If something goes wrong and you have to get a safety crew on the racetrack, you're either normally coming from the starting line, which would be the sand trap, or all the way at the starting line that's at my place 3,000 feet away. Something can burn for a long time in in that area. Wow. Whereas when you're coming from the other direction, from the normal racing side, um, you know, you're a couple hundred, you're almost a thousand foot closer is where our safety turnoff is. So completely different ballgame there. Um, one thing that's different about our track that a, a lot of other facilities have is that our um, is that our our shutdown area is seal coated. Well, for these guys to go out and, and race on seal coat seal coated asphalt, it's way worse. Like I, I have a lot of guys, Mike included, that will call me and go, "Hey, can we come test at the racetrack?" Nope. Number one, it's going to damage. Number two, you know. You're not going to get any good data. And by the way, here's the final round, which was not the greatest final round ever, just to put it nicely. And um, I love rolling under the tower at BMP, though. I do too. Yeah, the final, it's a it's a special little spot. You know yeah. what I mean? For like, you know, it's not a, there aren't a lot of NHRA national event tracks, Tyler. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but like, there's not a lot of national event tracks that have a vibe. You know, yeah. like. You know, you th- when you talk about tracks have an atmosphere, typically oh, sh- you're thinking of like Huntsville. You know what yes. I mean? But like VMP's got a vibe, man. You've done it a does. good job of preserving it. You know, look at the crowd on the starting line. I love crazy. this shit. I love this shit. To be honest, it was crazy. So who, who do we got here? Kai, okay, Kai, Kai Kelly versus Rich Bruder. Yep. Both green. Candles lit. Oh, the status yep. into the wall. Only crash we had all week really? in the final. I was pretty beat up on this one. It was – I uh, I, that was the only time I came out of the tower to watch a round. I walked on starting last time. I'm going to go watch the finals. And I um, I can remember I, I looked at Kai. like, And for some reason, I've always had this thing that I do. And I don't know if it's from helping Daniel for so many years and and, hel- and helping Ferris, cars. For those that don't know, Daniel yep. Ferris. And um, I stood behind Kai's car, and I was like, man, Kai, you know, car straight looks good. And I walked over to Rich's lane. I'm like, man, that car's lined up far to the left. And I just thought, you know, I'm like, well, I hadn't paid attention. You know, Nick and them are smart. Maybe they've been to the left of the groove all day. Maybe they're getting out of the bald spots on the starting line that pop up on these races. You know, I didn't think nothing about it. I said, man, he's just a little left. I you know, didn't expect that. And um, car got the front end up in the air a little bit, and it got out about 70, 80 feet and started shaking the tire. And um, it kicked the car off a little sideways, and when it did, it kind of fishtailed the rear end around. And Rich was going back to the pedal at the just the exact time, and it's almost like it made a gear change as well. And it just took the tire slam off and, and off. He was along for the ride at that point. Yeah. 
but it was, you know, you, you've gone through this entire event. You've had a, I mean, as far as the invitational side and everything, it was a flat, amazing show. They did an awesome job. And to end it like that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> yeah, last run of the night. Yeah, last run of the night. The one in the wall. Yeah, yeah I was just like, like you've got to It looked like it had fluid on the windshield. Probably it was. It, it, it rushed all over the track. It ended up blowing up the fuel tank. Yeah. When it hit the wall, it blew the fuel tank um, on methanol, of course. So, first thing we all thought was you can't see a methanol fire for those that don't know. So, we were, hey, hurry up, get to him. You know, this thing could be on fire. And um, luckily it was not. And um, they were able to fix the car. And I think that they were, I want to say that they had this car back in two they, races. They, I, yeah, if they didn't three. make the next one, they made the one after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, and, and for those that didn't know the massively crazy schedule, they left our place in Virginia on the East Coast, and in less than a week, they were in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, that's a trek. They just did that little yeah. animation from Virginia yeah. to Boise, Idaho. When they sent the schedule I, over, I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> we're uh, we're toward the end of our time here tonight, and I want to just again thank you guys. Like, holy crap! It, it, we've been live more than we've not been live. The yeah. last couple of three yeah, months here, yeah, and uh, yeah. it's, it's insane. And to have this kind of following, to have so many people join us on this, I hope you guys know how much we appreciate it. Like seriously, yeah. it's uh, to be a part of this conversation, uh, <clears throat> let alone be leading it, is kind of I I hardly know what to say. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things before we get out of here tonight, real quick. Um, I, I didn't mean to bring this one up. I will bring it up in a second. Lyle, are you Bryce Wayne just hit the nail on the head? Are you guys going live tomorrow night for beards and uh, burnouts? Yeah, I think we, we plan to anyway. Uh, Chad's in okay. the middle of building a house, so as long as nothing goes astray, yes. I, I would like, uh, and we'll have this conversation off the air. I don't mean to have yet another because listen, you heard it here tonight. Drag Illustrated has secured title right sponsorship to pro drag tractor in the pdra <laughs> let's go and, uh, we will forever be the sponsor of uh tyler crossnose personal tractor but uh i would like to bring lyle being totally serious i would serious uh i would like to bring your and chad reynolds show to drag illustrated i think that 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 that's a match made in heaven. I think yeah. we need to get Chad in our rotation here. Yeah, uh, we had a ton of fun, ton of fun hanging out with Chad at the the Texas yeah. Motorplex a he's couple a of weeks ago. He's he's a verbose guy that that has a unique perspective. We need to get him wrapped into this. Lyle, yeah. lock Chad in for next Monday night. I've already locked Big Country in. So oh, let's boy. get some. Yes. Um, Tyler, <clears throat> I think I think screw it. You come back as well. I'm in. Um, and uh, so Monday night show, get Chad locked in. We've already I'm got big right locked in. I imagine Murder Tundra will be back healthy. We think he's got COVID. I'm not trying to be funny. He's on the um, IR. He'll be back. Yeah. He's on the six IR. pack. He'll be back. I'm telling you. He'll be back very soon. I just kicked my camera. Um, real. So thank you for that. Uh, we'll, let's just talk about times, and then we'll sign this thing off. Um, I was blown away to be honest, to see, I mean, we've heard this all year long, Tyler, that these cars are like 370, 380 players at the bare minimum. Were you shocked? I mean, just be honest, knowing yeah. what you know about your PDRA stars, um, yeah. were you surprised to see the performances from these cars? I mean, these are fast cars. I was. Um, one thing that was really neat, and, and I will be the first one to say it, and I know a lot of people are going, oh, he's lying about this, but 
they have a third party person who sits in um, race control. And whenever, you know, whenever the, um, whenever the sheet prints out and all that, they take the sheet and we never see it. We never got to see anything as far as data that came out of the racetrack. Um, yeah. That's got to make the other, that's got to make the racers feel good. It's got yeah. to. Cause so like, and, and I'll be the first one to say it. I have a lot of friends that race no prep Kings and they're going, Hey man, like we hadn't got a time slip like ever. Like if you like can have like if you happen to see something, man, it don't even have to tell us what it ran. Just say did it run good. Like we don't even care. And I'm like, well, I ask you all day. I'm like, hey man, what's what's such and such running? Hey man, what's and you couldn't you would tell me if you're gonna tell anybody, you know? And you didn't. Yeah. And it's one of those deals where like, and, and for me, I'm sitting in the tower going, man, this is my damn racetrack. Like I want to know. And but then the longer I thought about it, I'm like, this is this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So what's going to keep drug it? race needs this. Right. That's what's like, going to keep it fresh. It's what's going to keep it real and yeah. and not letting, you know, Lyle's not going to get data on somebody else or Pat Musi's not going to know what Ryan Martin just went or, or whatever. And that is really, really cool, in my opinion. The only thing that I got to see and I don't even think that any other racetracks probably get to see this is I was, we were all working together on the reaction time stuff. So this third party guy would take the run sheet, cover it up, cover up the 60, the 330, the eighth mile, the mile. Are you hour. lying? No. And say, Hey, here's what the reaction times were that round. Really? Who did you think jumped is what he would ask me. And I'd go, I looked like this one, this one, and this one. Well, then we would go look the reaction times and there they are. But as far as wow. looking at times, not cool. It was fun, and, and well, even for yeah. me, I was butt That's hurt. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I gotta tell you guys, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I'm gonna say this: that I was at a uh, the Texas Motorplex a couple a month ago, and people take. And this is a this is a. I knew you were gonna out. bring this up. <clears throat> oh, here we go. A, all right, listen. But this is a shout out to racetracks around the country. Um, and I want to give uh, thanks, Gary Brown. Uh, we really are trying to leave the sport better than we found it. Mike and I, for 16 years, have put our heads together, together every single day, trying to find a way to make the sport better than we found it and uh, leave the sport better than we found it. So thank you very much. But I got to tell you, I was Mike and I were at the Texas Motorplex, and a guy got his job, lost his job over – a no time cars performance getting out. Oh yeah. And I, and I hope people around the country understand that like, and I'm, I'm bringing this up from a promotional standpoint because this is, it's cool to know how serious the tracks take this stuff. Yeah. Because like this whole no time scene isn't a joke. Like no. this isn't funny. Lyle knows Lyle knows like Lyle yeah. tell it like, this is like life and death. What these cars run this. It's not a joke. I mean, am I right, Lyle? Yeah. I mean, people run for <clears> – people spend hundreds of thousands to race for hundreds of thousands <laughs> on the yes. black market, right? You know, like we have grudge with guys. The, with the basis that you don't know exactly what this car runs. Right. So That's the whole we, point. We have guys come to the Hub Dino at Modern Racing, um, and I always ask because, I, you know, I do a lot of the social media and stuff for them. And I ask when they come there, hey, can I video – and I'll 
mo more times than not, if it's a grudge car, it's no video, no nothing. Like yeah. don't even pull your phone out. You know, they don't want definitely don't want their horsepower numbers out, you know, but they are very serious about it. I mean, you know, it myself, I don't gamble a lot, but if, you know, if I was going to go gamble, I'd go to the, to the casino and play craps or whatever, you know, these guys, they don't go to the casino. Their gambling is done at the racetrack, you know, and, and they are dead serious about it and will cut somebody. Cause like when, over. when someone finds out, like we see this a lot, like if, if it gets out that your car goes consistent three bottom three sixties, say, you're gonna have a hard time getting a race. Yeah, you know what Mike, I mean. Like, Mike Gunner's right. Sell it and buy another. Sell one. another one. Yep, hundred percent. Because after yeah. that, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I be no different. If, if Jr. Gray took Jason X to South Georgia and ran small block night or ran whatever Pro Seventy Five. And yeah, purchased some ridiculous time, you know. I mean, like that car, it's already tough enough for JR Gray to get a race against, especially another small block car. But, but he, he might he, as well sell it. He get, absolutely yes. or just start or just turn the clocks on and start classing. Yeah, because it's yeah. over. But he spent way too much money to make it as light and as fast as possible in its current form. And knowing if he did that, he would have to add weight or put a different engine in it or, you know, or whatever he would have to do to go class racing. Like that's not what he does, you know? So it's an but these cars thing. are hauling ass. I mean, there's just no, oh, way. We, we don't, we don't have to uh, mince words on that. They're hauling ass. Three sixties. And you don't have to put a number on Three eighties, depending yeah. on conditions yeah. and conditions. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, Justin, we've all done it. it. Yeah. I mean, I think Lyle's right. I have a feeling we're going to see some of that throughout this week. There's going to be some people pissed at, at Justin Swanstrom yeah. because yeah, he, he kind of he he pulled the he pulled the curtain back a little bit. But I actually think it's probably going to be for the best because man, I don't know that people fully understand how fast these cars that are racing on this show are. Um, it's and I'm actually glad that that Justin did it. La okay, so last thing, guys. Well, he's not going to be racing that car in NPK. Anymore. Yeah, correct. So exactly. that's probably why he did it. Like, correct. You know, it down the road. We got a middle finger out, literally, uh, on the way down, on the way out. Type of deal. Um, last thing, let's go around the room here, Mike, uh, Tyler, Lyle. Um, it's I'm so excited for you, Lyle, and we won't. Pro we'll talk about this a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, on the West Buck Show, I want to remind everybody, we get a great crowd on Monday nights for the Drag Illustrated Ride Along. I want to thank all of our partners, everybody that supports this deal. Uh, it's kind of amazing, to be honest, that we get to go live on the internet and watch a TV show. But I, I think all of us are super thrilled to see Lyle Barnett kind of fly the flag for a dedicated pro-level drag racer this coming weekend on Cletus McFarland's platform. Yes! The 2.4 yes. hours of Le Mans. Um, Mike, we, we've had Cletus on the cover of the magazine. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that he's amongst our sport's biggest stars right now. Absolutely. I mean, I, I literally 100%. I mean, not I even just drag racing, just car yes, culture, cars, yeah. car, car culture, the YouTube car culture movement. Uh, he's leading that deal, not just drag yeah. racing. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think you, it's cool that that we're he's so closely associated with drag racing and obviously we're dabbles in it, right? Yeah. But, yes, uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the charge for just hot rod culture, the the new generation of hot rod culture. One hundred. We'll let we'll let Lyle end it end it tonight. Uh, Mike mentioned. I mean, I personally feel he is. He's leading the charge for car culture right now. Like, if you look at the if you look at car culture in general, or or hot rodding in general, mm -hmm. I gotta. I mean, I think you're mentioning John Force 
Cletus McFarland. I think there are people that would like lose their mind over that comparison, but it's a you real better hope thing. they're not watching. No, but it's a real thing. It is. Here right now, this guy is a, is amongst the biggest stars our sport has to offer. Uh, Tyler, before we throw it to Lyle to close the show, I mean, you've seen some of this. Uh, what do you make of the impact a YouTuber like Cletus McFarland has had on the sport of drag race? From a promotional standpoint, I can tell you in our last PDRA meeting that we had for two days, we talked about how in the hell do we get the following that Garrett Mitchell, Cletus McFarland now has, and how do we take this to the next level? And 95% of our promotional stuff was about what he's done on YouTube and how strong that he's done. And not only on YouTube, his Cletus and Cars events will sell out major racetracks. Done it at Houston, done it at Indy. Hey, if you'd like to do it in Virginia – Alan Sherbets, give me a call. But but the what they've done with that deal that started out as a goofy kid with a video camera has turned into a worldwide phenomenon. And I have people all the time stop me and say, hey, man, did you see Cletus's last episode? And I hold, every time I'm going, man, this is crazy. Like, I've never seen you at the racetrack before, but you know me from the racetrack. But the first thing you tie to me being from the racetrack Cleus McFarlane on YouTube, which is the greatest thing ever. It's not John Force from NHRA anymore. It's common car culture that is relatable. The John Force era, I feel like has almost played out. Was a John Force fan growing up. I'm like everybody that knows me growing up. I was a John Force fan. I own probably 25 diecast cars that are John Force. But the Cletus McFarlane brand has grown so quick and so fast and doing it in the simplest way. Didn't do it with a corporate sponsor. Didn't do it on national television. Did it with a camera on YouTube with a simple car and look what it's done for him. My takeaway from it is really that it's, it's how hard, how bad do you want it? Correct. You know what I mean? That's my takeaway from it. Like I look at NHRA drag racing and I see all these guys and I'm going like, I see these people that are like doing what I I think they believe to be what they're supposed to do, right? They're going on KY blah 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 FM yep. on Sunday morning. They're they're showing up for the little video news morning thing, but like, are they going live? Are they doing what we're doing tonight? Like, I'm not trying to, you know, like, I mean, are you taking matters into your own hands? We've been preaching it here for like literally four, five, six, seven years at Drag Illustrated, if not longer, that like we're in a time where you don't need Fox. I mean, listen, Fox is a leg up. Discovery Great. Channel, absolutely leg up. But you don't necessarily need them. Turn that camera around and point it at yourself. Lyle, to close I'll, out the show tonight. Hey, that one right there. Lyle yes. Barnett's done it. Lyle. Well, I'll say it. That boy's career tonight. has done it from talking it. He has, man. I mean, Lyle – to close the show tonight, you're on 2.4 hours of Le Mans, or Le Mullets, excuse me, this weekend at the Freedom Factory, the racing facility that YouTuber Cletus McFarland took it upon himself to go fucking buy and make functional again in 2021. We're obviously excited for you, man. You got Stevie Jackson riding along with you or taking turns driving. Take us through the whole deal. How excited are you? I'm sure you're honored to be a part of it. 
I'm honored, you know, because it's, I mean, not, there's very few that are going to get to do this, right? But it has been all I can do not to flip my table over. If I didn't have real money invested in what's sitting in front of me right here, I would have flipped my table over and stone cold Steve Austin to Yingling Lights right here in front of God and everybody. Because I'm, I'm I that. I really wish you would have done it. I, I mean, you know, I thought about <laughs> it, but I've already, I'm already missing enough up here. And I figure adding some scars is from failing to bust them before I, yeah, not. Not a good word for me. Not before I strap a helmet on and go to whipping just ass all over the place this Friday at the Freedom Factory, which is Bradenton Motorsports Park. For those of you that don't know, it's literally right next door. When you turn off the track, if you turn to the left, uh, the round track is right there at the end of the racetrack. But Stevie Fast Jackson and I are teammates. Um, there's 20 police interceptor style Crown Victorias, pretty much bone stock. We have one 10-pound bottle of nitrous that we get to use throughout the entire duration of the race, and we have to use that. It's We can use it all from the get-go. We can save it till the end, or we can use the old mechanical purge button and uh, use it throughout the race. I told Stevie, coming off a of four, we got to be, we got to come in hot. You know, I want to be, I want to win it from four to the finish line. Um, I've, so I've is that the strategy? Just like oh, I can't point at the guy that needs to hush. <laughs> so stop. But so I spent all day. SRI Performance. Uh, Mike knows about it. It's yeah. right across the street from our shop. It is where all the NASCAR shops send all their. This is where art. they go to sell all their. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, huge, it is a huge uh, warehouse. Inventory pallet racks to the ceiling of just used NASCAR parts. And I spent I my entire it. lunch break there today walking the aisles. Look, I mean, and I bought like $85 worth of just shit, really. But <laughs> I so I bought all this stuff. then I go by my buddy shop who knows a lot. Eric Yost at Customs by Big. And most of you don't know that he was uh, a pit crew guy and a jack man for years. Um, and, you know, knows a lot about round track racing. So I went by there. I got all kinds of other goodies that I, I, I you got to keep this stuff secret. Kyle Bush, Von Gittin Jr., um, Alex Bowman. There's all Kyle kinds of Bush. Oh yeah, that that's and I'll take credit for that. I'm I'm partially responsible for him getting. Are him. you and serious? I, and then I realized after I did it that that was like the biggest mistake of my life. I was gonna say I would not have but, yeah. Kyle Bush involved. It doesn't in matter. Anything. You know what? Everybody, all the big names in drag and in NASCAR racing have wrecked him, and I might be the freaking next. I'll put him in the wall right <laughs> off the get go. And you, you think I'm playing? I'll drive him smooth to the, the infield and cuss him out in cursive. But and that's because um, Lyle said so. Yeah, that's because I Damn. said so. But uh, Stevie and I have formulated a plan, which Doug Cook. We're driving for Motion Raceworks, by the way. Um, Doug Cook hired both of us. Not really. It sounded good though, didn't it? Um, to drive the Crown Vic this weekend in the 2.4 hours of the mullets, and we're super excited about it. It is 14.95 if you want to buy the pay per view. I'm buying uh, this shit. It's Friday uh, night. Yeah, I'm looking. Ball at five starts at six. I got to see this. Race starts at seven. Uh, we race for two and a half hours. We have to switch drivers. You know what I'm about to say, aren't don't you, Mike? We're fitting to go live during this whole shit. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go right along. Hey, look. When, when Stevie's in the car and I'm taking a break, I'll jump on and I'll tell you about what's going on. All right. Oh, this has got to happen. That would be awesome. Let's Tyler, run through the, run through the driver's in. list here. Dude, I got in? U.S. Drift at the racetrack Saturday. So while while Mike's in. pulling up Mike, the driver's list. Listen, Mike, are you in? Because I ain't fucking joking. Yeah. Cletus All McFarland, right. Alex Bowman, Haley Deegan, Mike Finney. Haley, Haley Deegan? Deegan? Yeah. 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 
Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm gonna just Lyle Barnett, Stevie Fast, Tom Bailey. Um, Bailey, nice. Dave Freiberger, yep. Von Gittin Jr., the PFI guys. Uh, they won it last year. Huh? Oh, yeah. for real, Lyle. Yeah. You can't. You gotta let us wreck down. those guys. Listen, you Lyle. can't let us down, bro. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I'll tell you something right now. You gotta wreck they the me PFI about, guys. They give me about six England, six England lights and one Red Bull before I go out there, and I'll turn that SOB around backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that on the next. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I learned it. You know what? And we'll relive it. If you got y'all want to come out here in Rough House and act like you know what you're doing, Kyle Bush. You know, and just like uh, who was it that said it? Not Joey Logano, but uh. Damn, I've drawn a blank. Kyle Bush is an ass. Who said that? <laughs> um, I'm sure a couple have. Brad Keselowski. Yeah. Brad Keselowski said it in a post-race in, or in a pre-race interview, and I'm going to say it on Friday. Kyle Bush is an ass. <laughs> and I'm going to get in the car, and I'm going to whip it. That's I think you should wreck the PFI hard. guys on lap one. Lap one. Just, just let it be a known. few of them early on. Yeah. Target, I'm, you know. I'm, I, think, I think Stevie and I are going to sandbag. Start from the back and just wreck all the way to the front. If there's, if halfway through the race, if there aren't any cars left, there's a guaranteed win. Good plan. I mean, I think so. I like this. So, so I think it's also, so, we, so now Saturday we have night? to, now Friday, yes, night. Friday night. Friday night. So, oh, Wes, now we've got to get him on this. Lyle, whoever's like not driving with you can you bring in some also guest appearance maybe somebody you've already crashed and let's make this really good we could i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get a couple pairs of 10 ounce boxing gloves and uh <laughs> and then when i when i wreck somebody we'll come in for a switcheroo and then we'll get some like we used to do in high school we'll take a garden hose and make a make a uh, a boxing ring out in the yard you know yes. and we'll just go at it if Haley Deegan smokes you with a right hook, I'm going to laugh. So it's a, it says Vaughn Gittin Jr. and special guest. That's who it is, right? It's Kyle Bush. It's Kurt Bush is what everybody's saying in the comments. Lyle. Did Maybe you lie to us? Maybe it is Kurt. Lyle and Lyle should have well, known. Listen, listen, we're, we're trying – Lyle is. and That's I right. are out Kurt. here trying to – Listen, Lyle and I are out here trying to drag race. We don't yeah. know who these guys are. Let me point at the people who just ruined that one. Kurt, hey, Kurt Bush drag race. <laughs> We ain't trying to drive in circles. I mean, Anybody it's all about it's all about coming out of four, hammering the old nitrous. I don't know how much seventy-five jet or thirty-two. Well, I don't know what's in that single fogger nozzle, but I am hammering that sob to the finish line. It's gonna wow. be awesome, man. I, to be honest with you, uh, to kind of bookend our night tonight, I want to thank everybody again for being a part of this. Uh, two and a half hours strong. Going we hope live. you all enjoyed it as much as we I, do. Yes, we've had a great time. Uh, Dude, it's fantastic because Cletus really does have a huge platform. And yeah. to have two of Door Slammer Drag Racing's finest involved in it, I think is a victory for us. To have, I mean, if you think about this, Lyle, and I hope like sleep on this a little bit, to think about yourself being mentioned in the same breath as Bon Gettin Jr., yeah. right? Kyle or Kurt Bush, whichever one of them it is, Kaylee Deegan. I mean, this is a this is a big deal, man. And I, yeah. I think it's great for the sport of drag racing. Uh, it's great for car culture. It's, it's great for our industry, man. And I couldn't be any more excited about it. Mike, thank you so much. Get those kids to bed. Tyler, yeah. um, enjoy yourself there on the, yep. the leather, the leather couch. Lyle, <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of this. It sounds like we've got a lot to cover 
in the next couple of days. Yes. And I just hope you guys yeah. know I appreciate you being here, being a part of this. Everybody watching tonight, everybody who clicked subscribe, everybody who clicked share, thank you guys so much. We'll see you Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time for the West Buck Show. We've got Matt Smith, NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle World Champion, locked in. We've got Greg Anderson, five-time NHRA Pro Stock World Champion, locked in. Ron Caps, pro two-time NHRA Nitro Funny Car World Champion, locked in. We've got Steve Torrance, locked in, top Let's fuel go. world champion. Is West Buck locked have... in? I'm just asking. He, yeah, he stays here, locked brother. in. I stay locked in. We're going to have a hell of a show. Dare I say it, guys? Hand to God, uh, it's going to be a barn, barn murder. Wednesday oh, afternoon, yes. 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. I appreciate you. We'll see you Wednesday. See you guys. Later. See you.